0: What's going on? All right. What the fuck with the boss? I want dude? to
1: bring salvation.
2: Father, take me back. Oh, you got to the lab, huh?
0: Yeah. What did you fucking show them? Mel Gibson's fucking Passion of the Christ or some shit?
2: Make
3: a face. Welcome me home. I want to be your son. I want to
4: pay the price. I want to be crucified and rise
2: again. Yeah, I showed them that and then sort of told them the story of Easter. I want to be.
0: What the fuck, dude? They're fucking robots.
2: I may have also showed them the stasis of the cross.
0: I, I'm sorry. They're crucifying Matt Buck, man. They're making him their fucking robot savior. I know. It's insane.
2: I know. I know. It's
0: It's really weird. It snowballed. It it happened so fast. Well, it's even worse. Now they're fucking going to war over how Robot Matt actually died. Oh, jeez. Because he was being a blasphemer or some other shit like that. It's fucking insane. It's full-on robot religious war in here. It's insane. In my defense, I didn't think they would take things so literally. They're robots. They only work in absolutes for logic, man.
2: Sites 2020, bro. Come on.
0: All right, look. I'm going to have to try and reset them. Here we go. All right. All right, let me try um, Buddhist. No.
2: Oh, no, no. Uh, it won't do anything.
0: Oh, definitely not Islam. Jesus, we don't need no, that. No, no, Especially if some of them remain in Christianity. Oh, God. Well, I never thought you would teach them religion.
2: I can't believe you didn't put a filter on religion, so it
0: couldn't get well, through. Well, I thought that their logic boards would overcome that, religion destroys all logic, apparently.
2: Uh, I'm just telling you, man. It, it was fast too real fucking fast
0: okay it looks like some of them have an understanding of what paganism was because of what you taught them from Christianity uh, is that what we're going to go with paganism well I got to do something in order to get them to settle down to reboot. oh my so god they're going to start dancing
2: around circles and fire it's going to be weird
0: Alright, they're set to Pagans. Oh, oh, oh shit, dude, they're conducting some kind of weird ritual. Oh god, is it bringing anything forth? Oh man, they found my electronic pentagram. Oh god, why do you have that around still? I like black metal and I'm a mad scientist, of course I'm gonna build an electronic pentagram. I told you that was gonna cause you nothing but trouble. Oh, fuck's sake. Oh no, what, what's going on? What hey, what are they doing? What the- what the? Oh, that's not good. What happened? Okay, um, we've got two people that have just entered into the mortal sphere here with the bots in the electronic pentagram. Holy shit! Kiss that goat. Dude, that's Ex and Cootie from Kiss the Goat. They summoned to kiss the goat? Might
2: want to keep a few of them programmed as pagans, because we need to keep that portal open. You know how many plane tickets are going to be to send those two
0: back? We don't have that in the budget. Actually, you know what? Get your ass over here. we got to get this figured out, okay?
1: Uh, I'm on my way. Satan, Satan, our lord and master, I acknowledge thee as my god and
5: prince. I promise to serve
6: and obey thee as long as I shall live. I renounce the other
5: god and all the saints. Ladies and gentlemen,
2: the images and events contained
1: within the motion picture series are shocking, violent, and often nauseating.
5: Let's consider the horror movies that delve into the supernatural realm with a particular focus on
0: demonic activity.
1: Serious consideration and introspection should be given before viewing such offensive and
0: degrading Cinema Psyops.
1: Kiss the goat! It's exactly what you think it is. Ladies and gentlemen, you're about to witness some scenes which under no
0: circumstances should be viewed by anyone with a heart condition or anyone who is easily upset.
1: I recommend that if you are such a person, or the parent of a young or impressionable child now in attendance, that you and the child leave. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work.
7: Hello, acolytes. Welcome to Cinema PsyOps Kisses the Goat. My name is Court.
2: Oh, wait, what's going on right now? Where am I?
7: (laughs) Court? Court? And I'm Cooney. But
0: I, what the fuck was in that Mountain Dew? That was bad Mountain Dew. I dosed you with a very rare known hallucinogen that is referred to as Alucarda. Okay. If you
2: really yes. could, though, next time do two drops instead of one. The shit wears off really quick.
0: It was actually four drops.
2: I need five. <laughs> In, in three marijuanas if, if you have the spare time thank you
0: as court has said this is the first crossover episode of kiss the goat is and this Cinema
2: psyops so it's we're, we're buy up the goat no we're
0: cinema psyops kisses the goat is this episode
2: we're kissing the psyop yes
0: yes don't, don't make me mute your channel already no.
2: I got high just for the occasion. Oh, yeah, sure. Just for the occasion. (laughs) And I'm not even high. On general principle. (laughs) On a way to get through this disastrous thing called existence.
0: And I'm assuming that the Kiss the Goat crew that is doing the crossover with us is currently having quote unquote dinner is what you guys refer to it as. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get that right? It's it's like vodka and a pop to splash for coloring, right?
7: Yeah. Something like that. Uh, I'm actually rocking some orange juice and pineapple juice with my rum tonight. We are not doing vodka.
2: Well, Ooh. so they're having breakfast.
0: Oh, that's breakfast. Yeah. That's breakfast. Breakfast.
2: yeah. yeah. Oh, breakfast for yeah.
7: dinner very classy. From
2: one alcoholic to another. That makes
0: sense. You only go to meetings, then you're an alcoholic. Oh, that's right. From one drunk to another. That makes sense. From
2: one problem drinker to another. Yeah.
0: Rehab is for quitters. Don't go. That's no. (laughs) Listen to their
6: stories.
7: (laughs) It's not a problem. We do it quite well. Thank you very much.
0: (laughs) Hey, if you can get up for work the next day and actually show up, you're doing it professionally. That's how it works. Listen,
2: I'm not drinking and driving. I'm drinking while driving. It's much more efficient.
0: No, and it's still illegal. Is it? And it's much worse. They can throw open container on top of that.
2: Oh, thanks a lot, Bin Laden. <laughs> <laughs>
8: that's why we stay our ass at home yeah. you know we hear a kiss to go would never condone any kind of alcohol abuse or drinking and driving however
0: it's always, it's always worked, worked, worked for us, us.
6: <laughs>
0: oh man are we going to hit all of our, our catchphrases yeah. right, right here <laughs> the
2: we've hit that I'm an alcoholic and we've hit that I'm a drunk yeah. so there's that, there's that I'm confused about the general goings on in the show so we hit that Yeah. Uh, we've talked about their alcohol abuse so yeah, uh, yeah. That's great. <laughs> Are you in an SNF relationship with alcohol? You abuse it, but it likes it?
0: <laughs> sure. I guess. I don't, that really fell flat. I've never that i never
6: stopped to flat? ask. I don't know. I've never, I've never
0: <laughs> also, an inanimate object has no feelings. No. <laughs> Unless you're like Jim Leahy and then like you have to talk to the liquor and console it and all of that shit. <laughs> yeah, I made a reference to a Canadian TV show I watch on Netflix. That's how much of a nerd I am.
2: That's too well, much work. We just hit another one. We've talked about how much of a nerd you are. There we go.
0: Yeah. And my OCD was hit pre-show when I'm like, okay, I got this. I got that. What do we yeah. want to do here? Of course, I always have to have a plan. Yeah,
2: we're all a part of that conversation. We can move on.
0: On. Yeah, I'm actually <laughs> super stoked to talk about the film that we're talking about tonight for our crossover episode for our blasphemous Easter special. We did one of these, just Matt and I, about oh a year ago, I would year, say, uh, on you, last Easter. You think it was a year ago? I would say it was exactly a year ago <laughs> since we last released a blasphemous <laughs> Easter episode.
2: Last Easter, you know, whatever that was.
0: About a year ago. Well, <laughs> Easter kind of fluctuates. It's whatever Sunday of whatever. Time
2: loses all meaning to me.
0: Yeah, whenever some type of pagan holiday got usurped by Christian assholes, that's 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 when Easter happens. Can we go
2: back to Cootie being court? That was much better for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oddly enough it felt right for (laughs) Court to have a female voice. (laughs) And a very alluring one at that, right? Oh, that's a new fetish. (laughs) A female version of me would definitely, hopefully sound as awesome as what Cootie does. Yeah, yeah. I think
2: so. I mean, you sound awesome already on the radio. A female version would probably just sound awesome too.
0: That's just because I'm fighting off a cold, so I have that. that, You do. You have that raspy voice. (laughs) I'm going to be very interested to listen to you tonight. Yeah, I'm in Kathleen Turner overdrive right now.
2: Trust me, I'm maintaining eye contact the whole time.
7: (laughs) That's hot. <laughs> Thank That's you. Hot. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: I may randomly throw out lines from Serial uh, Mom just here and there. Mm. Pussy willows. Oh. Oh, God.
2: <laughs> it's getting sweaty in here.
0: Yes, but for our Blasphemous Easter special that we're doing here as a crossover episode, we have jam-packed it with as much blasphemy as we can kind of get our hands on. X and Cootie were nice enough to pick out a bunch of music, so I didn't have to do that. I threw in a few songs on top of that, so our music is covered in the Blasphemous realm. Excellent. Uh, our film that we're talking about, I mentioned it before, but Alucarda. Drop the last day and then spell it backwards, Matt. What does that spell?
2: Drop, what, what, what happened? Oh, you're too fucking stupid. It's I, Dracula. I, Dracula. Oh. Dracula oh, okay. backwards you
0: see that yeah, yeah I see it let now. me box it in yeah. there yeah Dracula you, uh, okay I
7: totally didn't pick up on that <laughs> <laughs> I totally did not <laughs>
2: I only
0: picked up on it because of my love of Ed Wood, the film, and also the director. But I just think Dr. F- Dracula.
2: I just think Disney films are getting way out there nowadays.
0: Well, this would be the kind of Disney film that I could totally get into. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Maybe. Do you imagine the ride at the Magic Kingdom for this? <laughs> <laughs> Not only can I imagine it, I'd probably get thrown off for masturbating on it. <laughs>
2: I think you'd be encouraged <laughs> in this one to masturbate on I it. I certainly hope so, I because this the film be sure thing. feels
0: like it's encouraging you to do it. <laughs> yeah, right?
8: <laughs> so Hold we'll
2: on. Just take note. I really am the only uh, uh, god person around here, aren't I? Uh, I suppose a, a so. I think it's three atheists and a... No. And a tube sock? And a tube sock. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what the fuck? Are you assuming their religion?
2: <laughs> yeah, I kind of just did. Yeah. It could be whatever. I don't I know. I think their
0: religion is none of your fucking business. Exactly.
7: Man. Oh, no. I'm a pagan.
0: Oh, there you go. Straight uh, up pagan. So wait, we got a pagan? pagan a pagan. X, yeah. are you a pagan as well?
8: I like to refer myself as, as a heathen.
2: A heathen? <laughs> heathen. So we yes. a pagan, a heathen, an atheist, <laughs> and a Christian. That's a
0: band. Oh, you're a Catholic.
2: <laughs> I'm a Catholic. Ga- we, we should, should all walk into t- t- a bar. I, I am a cat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's the only place that we would all actually belong.
2: Yes. Right. I am a Catholic. I can go ahead and.
0: <laughs> and a lapsed one at that. Yes. Oh my God. And looking at your ass lately, it's definitely prolapsed. It's awesome. He almost did a spit, take oh. a Mountain Dew across my expensive mic. Yeah.
6: <laughs> All
0: right, folks, before we actually get into the meat of the film, since we're already kind of madcap as shit on this meat. particular recording, does anybody have any projects that they'd like to bring up and talk about while we're on the show to kind of pimp some stuff out? Matt and I have this show, and that's all we've got going in our pathetic lives. I don't do shit. <laughs> Word.
8: Yeah, I got some stuff I can pimp.
0: <laughs> well, pimp away. But-
8: all right, here we go. First of all, of course, you can find us on the Kiss the Goat podcast, um, which when it's not a crossover, it's just Cootie and myself and our uh, satanic chef, Alan McPherson. And we talk about devil movies all the time because we think they're funny. You can also find me on the Theme Warriors podcast and on the Cinema Beef podcast, both of which are on the Legion podcast network. Um, you can also buy my books. And gosh, you totally should go to go to L. Um, builderskeep.com for information on that. Uh, my latest novella is called Parham's Field. I have a story and a brand new mad scientist anthology called Dark Designs. And all the proceeds to that go of the charity, they go to Doctors Without Borders. So it's a great cause. Pick that up. If for nothing else than to soothe your tortured social justice warrior soul. Um, what else do I do? Oh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes I make poopy, and that's about it.
0: <laughs> and here's He's Matt so sitting here think, getting ready to talk about how he tried a new flavor of Doritos, I bet.
2: i found beer brought Lay's chips, so everyone else, go fuck themselves. Wow,
0: your life is complete. It really is.
8: (laughs) I just finished a bottle of peach wine from Georgia. It's empty, and now I'm drinking rum and Dr. Pepper, which is probably a very foul idea.
2: You know, X has all these projects going on, but uh, here in the next month, I'm going to be uh, sitting in my basement the lights off uh openly weeping until i pass out from exhaustion so
0: you're doing that tonight when you get home well yeah but that'd be those are my projects for the
2: next month tears make the best lube tears are good lube
0: (laughs) that's what i hear I think I've said, I think somebody said that before. That sounds like a wise man. Okay, folks, uh, let's take a little break here. I'm going to play a promo for another podcast and we will have some blasphemous music. And when we come back, unfortunately, the trailer is in uh, Spanish, so not really going to work for an audio format for English speakers.
2: Um, Yeah, listen, I I went ahead. We're making America great again. uh, We're all woke here. You
0: had to do that.
2: Yep. I went ahead and Ugh. pulled from Ugh.
0: from my Alucarda disc. I went ahead and pulled a brief snippet of Guillermo del Toro talking about Alucarda and its director. So I'll play that instead of a trailer.
4: Howdy, folks. You, like blood, violence, and freaks, and- you come to the right place. My name is Gary, and I'm your guide to the and Beef Podcast. Every episode, we not only deliver film reviews, we also dismantle some of your favorite and most hated films. Sometimes for the better, and sometimes for the worse.
1: Hey, hey, hey! hey you shut your face! If we want to hear you talk, I will shove my arm up your ass and work your mouth like a
4: puppet. All right, calm down, calm down. Every show I hope to have a new co-host, podcasters, listeners alike. That's right, I'm talking to you people. I take all comers.
1: You're all
4: That's not very nice. The only rules, well, let's ask the best cooler in the business. All you have to do is follow three simple rules.
1: One, never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Two... Take it outside. Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. And three, you know.
4: So join the Insanity and please vent your frustrations. I'm available on the Talk Shoe, iTunes, and Stitcher Smart Radio. And remember, here at the Send the Beef Podcast, if you got beef, I've got the grinder. <laughs>
3: Set it on fire He said fear me again Know I'm your father Remember that no one Can breathe under water
0: This was handpicked by X, was it not?
8: Yes, it was. The Thermals. Here's your future. <laughs>
0: Woohoo. Yes, yes, yes. Excellent song. Had not heard of the band nor the song, and I'm going to have to check them out after <gasps> picking this up for you. I know. You
7: are going to have to check them out. They're amazing.
0: Yeah, I definitely dug what I've heard so far. Definitely. <laughs> Matt's looking at me like, when should I trigger the talk for the trailer? But there's no trailer. There's no trailer. Yeah, I don't have a trailer. It's in Spanish, it's, and we're all English wait, speakers. I'm drunk, and
8: I have a question. Is, is this just a crossover episode? Is this like a musical crossover episode? Uh,
0: <laughs> it, it could I be.
8: Okay. We Except Matt's not
2: allowed to sing. Oh.
8: <laughs> okay. That's cool. I was just checking because the drunker I get, the singer I get. He does. <laughs> he gets singy
0: matt does not have to drink to be able to get stingy like that he just happens to
8: (laughs) i'm i'm not promising i'm just saying it could potentially happen
0: is that then a threat (laughs) yes do we have to do yes it is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well,
6: you guys might be oh. doing a
0: duet here later as Matt gets more and more l- <laughs> like losing more and more interest in doing the show. He might Shit. just start singing to try and make me end it. I'm already
2: looking at the blinking lights and thinking how pretty they are <laughs> on the console. So <laughs>
0: You and your, I'd buy that for a dollar. You and your fucking ADD. Mm. All right. So before we get into the film, I did want to play this clip of Guillermo del Toro talking about its director and the film itself. So
4: here we go. Ooh. I think that he was definitely a pioneer. A pioneer, not so much of um, horror genre, which was being done many, many years before. But he was... Uh, Probably along with Fernando Mendes uh, and a couple of directors in the 70's, Carlos Enrique Taboada particularly, one of the few directors that exerted uh, storytelling on the genre with culture and with knowledge of it. I mean, uh, Moctezuma was an avid uh, reader, an avid cinephile, uh, knowledgeable of, of the um, Gothic traditions, knowledgeable of all the literary traditions of horror, very uh, aware, fan of the rest of the world production in the genre, and he was not uh, a B-movie filmmaker in that sense, he was not a guy turning a quick buck uh, just for the sake of product, he was a guy that was very interested in experimenting.
8: Ali, kind of seems to me to be a film unique
3: in world sort of cinema history. Really, yeah. what, what were your, what, what were your thoughts on that
6: film?
4: Well, I think, I mean, I think that uh, definitely uh, he, is, uh, he is one of the filmmakers from the 70s that were dealing with um, sort of uh, kind of a French take on horror, very experimental. Uh, that I find very, I mean, his films are very much children of their time. They are very much like, uh, almost a time capsule of the 70s, you know. Uh, but they all, th- that can be said also of some of the more pop efforts of Mario Baba, like *Diabolik*, you know, Danger Diabolik*. And it's not an, a negative or pejorative comment. It's just they were very important uh, in just making me realize that... Uh, horror could be done in Mexico, you know, in a different way than just uh, uh, masked wrestler movies with tongue in the cheek, you know. I think there's a difference between a revisionist filmmaker and a classical filmmaker. And I think that uh, Lopez Moctezuma was the odd mixture of both. He was very interested in the roots, but very modern in his approach. So. In that, he was unique.
3: What was the impression of those films in Mexico at the time? I mean, they must have been
2: pretty outrageous. I mean.
4: They were not received well. They were not received well. They are, they are to this day, considered cult films. Uh, there's a very small group of people that appreciate them. Most people and the general body of critics dislike them, dismiss them. And uh, I think that it all adds off to, to, to make uh, his reputation as a maldita, poeta maldito no? It's much better for him to be the, kind of the bottle air of the 1970s horror cinema in Mexico. And you know, I, I think it's a condition that he appreciates or he would like. You know? Well, there we go. That sort of sets up uh, the atmosphere
0: of the film as far as the age it was made in in the 70s. And as De- Del Toro may have mentioned, uh, if I I don't know if I grabbed that in the clip or not, but it actually is very much a product of its time.
2: Yeah, he was saying that of how it's, you yeah. know, it is kind of the 70s. You know, it's
0: Yeah. I don't think that this film could exist outside of the 70s. <laughs> no. You couldn't make something like Alucarda today and have people take it as serious as it may or may not have been taken upon its release. Although it appears that it was not appreciated in its home country.
7: Am I the only one who thinks he sounds like the pimp from Kill Bill?
0: Del Toro sounds like the pimp from Kill Bill, the guy that Michael it Parks does. played. Yeah. I found that Michael Parks' accent was grossly offensive, so it's really funny that it actually sounds like Del Toro to you. Really?
7: Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, I, that's. I kept picturing that guy in my mind while he was talking. I was like, huh, like I didn't picture Del Toro at all. It was, it was the pimp. <laughs>
0: I think that guy's name was Esteban, right? Is that what
7: Michael Esteban. Was? Esteban. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> he was probably my favorite part of Kill Bill too. Whenever he popped up, I was very happy to see Esteban. It's
7: like he just came from the dentist because his tongue was so swollen he could barely say what he was trying to get out. But it was really beautiful and lyrical at the same time. I don't know. I liked that guy.
2: Is anybody watching Saturday Night Live right now with this current cast? Not at all. No. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a guy called Beck Bennett on the show who does an impressive. Impersonation of Javier Bardem sounds just like that. The way he does it, it sounds just like that, and so the whole time I'm thinking of him doing Benicio or not to Benicio, but doing uh yeah Javier Dam that impression. It's
0: great. Uh, X and Cootie, are either you guys familiar with Yodorowski's uh, work, um, the El Topo and uh, Holy Mountain films like that?
8: Um, I've seen Santa Sangre.
0: Okay. Uh, his sort of visual styling seems to have rubbed off quite a bit on Montezuma, the guy who directed this film. Uh, I know that I found some loose connections between the two, that they had a working relationship. And I was just kind of wondering if if what you've seen of Santa Sangre, if you kind of saw that in this film, watching it now, if you saw some of that kind of influence.
8: Um, It didn't cross my mind while I was watching it. I can see where you're coming from, totally. But yeah, it didn't... <laughs> It didn't cross my mind, but yet at the same time, it did seem to remind me of, of something, but I'm not quite sure what. Um, it's interesting because a lot of the time the camera just remains really static. It doesn't move around a lot. There's not, there's not any kind of hyperkinetic you know, camera work. You know you're not watching Dark Man when you're watching. <laughs> so it's interesting how it just—it's almost like a staged play. It really just kind of pulls back, lets the action happen, moves in real close if there's pubic hair, and they kind of backs right the fuck back out if there's not. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe it's more like a Radley Metzger film than it is a <laughs> Chudarovski film to me.
0: It's like if Randy Metzger watched Holy Mountain or Santa Sangre and went, "I can do that," <laughs> but I'm I can st- do all of that. But I'm still focusing in on all the pubic hair I possibly can. That's right. <laughs> That's what I would do. Well, yeah, of course. That's how you shoot a film. Of course. Yeah. I mean, come on. The more bush, the better. Yeah. Unless it's George W. or you know Herbert yeah. Walker. Or- yeah. Yeah. yeah.
8: The, al- <laughs> the, the Carta Quartet. <laughs>
0: All right, so the film opens up on a crying baby sound effect, and I just want to pierce out my eardrums so I don't have to hear that. And that sound is over top of what appears to be sort of like a dilapidated temple or some sort of a burial area (laughs) or chamber of a temple. It's kind of hard to really tell at first. And then we are told that this little girl that has just been born, this baby girl, is going to be named... Alucarda and well that name is essentially our titular character
2: A la carte
0: no no that's um, when you pay individually oh
2: <laughs> <laughs> i thought maybe you know each of the pieces that they took the to maker they just paid for individually so it was a la carte
0: well if you had to pay a la carte yeah. that would definitely be more of a horror film than a la carte
2: yeah <laughs>
0: it would be much
2: more costly Uh-oh,
0: we just get a new idea for a movie if you fractured my soul and, and bought it a la carte yes you'd pay significantly more <laughs> for it yeah <laughs> For each Horcrux, if you will, if you want to be Harry Potter about it. (laughs) All right. So there is some sort of a hag-like midwife character who is watching over this woman who is giving birth. And the hag midwife character is told to take care of this baby that is Carta, and to take her to the nuns, which seems like a mutually exclusive proposition to me. (laughs) Taking a baby to nuns and taking care of a baby just don't seem to mix together. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I'm mistaken there. I don't know.
7: No, that was my thought as well. I like, what the fuck? Really? You want to take care of this baby, but you're going to send it to a
0: fucking convent? Are you kidding me?
2: That's, that. you're not supposed to do that with babies?
0: What, take them to a convent? <laughs> yeah. No, you'd be better off just to stomp them into a fine paste. Jesus Christ.
8: When, <laughs> when your midwife has blicks from legend, you can't expect <laughs> things to go correct.
0: Oh my gosh, she did totally look like blicks from legend. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, the, the idea that they're getting at here is that uh, this girl is being born into some, let's say, not so holy place to a very tainted mother because she's trying to protect her from him or this thing or whatever it is.
8: Oh, yeah, but there was there was hay everywhere, very much like a manger.
0: Yes, there is a very serious, like, sort of... Like a manger. Antichrist, a manger. almost uh, symbolism to a lot of what's going on here. Um, you, you do see it quite a bit. There's even crucifixion and everything, so... Um, all right, so the old hag basically leaves, and as she is starting to leave, the entire chamber, I don't know if it was a ritual chamber or just uh, some dilapidated church ground that had uh, some sort of tomb area that got turned into a ritual chamber, whatever it is, it starts to rattle and there's like this sort of wheezy, otherworldly breathing sound. And just as that happens, the new mother is looking on in horror as if something is coming for her and she sees that her eyes get wider and wider. She screams and they cut to the opening credits. Now, after about a solid minute of opening credits, (laughs) the film then moves on and we are told that the girl has arrived by a guy who is way and I mean way too too into whipping the horses with their stirrups with their straps so that yeah. he's just like yeah every five yeah. seconds so, and so exuberant about it too yeah it's like it's like the only joy in his life is to yell yeah and and, and, the and, and the then whip a horse yeah it's he's like some sort of machinist no that's he would be a sadist then
2: oh a sadist
0: yeah you always get those oh. backwards and you always say machinist to piss me off uh-huh and i'm just letting it go now
2: yeah I mean, you didn't really let it go. You kind of had a whole thing about it, but it's okay. We can keep going.
0: I can also mute you, and I I can just hang with X and Cootie. (laughs) Can we we go to that show? (laughs) Yeah, it would be basically me joining Kiss the Goat and begging them to let me. (laughs) Alright, so after this uh sort of weird whipping horse cart guy, crazy asshole that he is. Yeah! Just when you thought things couldn't get weird enough, a blood soaked mummified nun pops up and is extremely excited to see this character named Justin. What's, what's strange about that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you Catholics. <laughs> well, this uh this blood-soaked mummified nun actually leads to You uh, know nothing oh. of Easter. <laughs> Apparently not. It leads <laughs> to our first clip.
5: Justine, at last you're here. This way, Justine. We were so sorry to hear about your parents' death. We've been expecting you for several days now. Come along this way. Justine has arrived.
3: Yes, Mother Superior. I know Daniela's been very happy here with you.
5: Excuse me, Mother. That's all right, sister. Dr. Ashik was just leaving. Now, young lady, I hope you will not forget us.
3: No, Of course not. She'll be back again next summer. You've done wonders for her. And soon she'll be able to do things for herself. Won't you, darling? I'm sorry I can't stay, but we have to get back to the village. Patients get restless, you know,
5: Mother, this is Justine. Reverend Mother. Now, child, there's nothing to be afraid of. Life must go on. What you need now is rest. Is your room ready, Sister Angelica? Yes, Mother. Good. Remember, Justine, from now on, this is your home. Sister Angelica will show you the way. Thank you. You will find a new life here, Justine. Come along. Now you have to think of yourself. Remember, the Lord will always be here to guide and help you. So will I. Come right this way, Justine. This is your room. Now let me open the window so we can get a little bit of sunshine and some fresh air in here. And this is your bed. Now promise me you'll try to get some rest. We'll call you in time for supper. Thank you, sister. Justine. Yes? I hope you'll be happy here. But if ever you are in need or troubled, please don't hesitate to call on me, all right? Thank you, sister.
2: All right, number one, that sister sounded way too excited when apologizing for the death of her parents. We were so sorry to hear about the death of your parents. (laughs) Oh, but but please call call on me if ever you need anything. And then then number two, oh, Justine is here. Yeah, bitch, I heard you say her name like sixteen thousand times in a row. We know she's here.
0: Also, that clip is cut down to about a minute and a half, but represents (laughs) approximately four to five minutes of film. Yeah, and she says her name like a hundred and fifty billion times. Exaggerating! It's exactly one million seven hundred and ninety-two.
8: <laughs> still... Can we talk about Can we talk about the habits that the nuns are wearing, real, real quick?
0: Yeah, nuns are because always bad they're not like your me.
8: regular nuns' habits. Yeah, yeah well, no, they're not they... like the black and white habits that we're used to. It's kind of like this weird. Their heads are covered. So they all look like they they're on chemo, and then <laughs> they they seem to get bloodier the further down you go. So once it gets to like I don't know the crotchal area. It looks like these are all sisters of Our Lady of Perpetual Endometriosis.
2: Well, <laughs> when enough women live together long enough, they all sink up. And so apparently, both-
0: bleed forever. Yeah, is that is that what that's the a f- thing? It's a thing. I guess it's a thing. I mean, I don't.
7: Well, I can vouch for the whole sinking up thing, but I don't know about the perpetual bleeding. That's really terrifying.
0: I think that they had stigmata in the crotch. Stigmata in the crotch.
2: They'd spend too much time fucking themselves with crucifixes.
0: Yeah, probably. Clitmata.
2: <laughs> Clitmata. <laughs> <laughs>
0: my my thought was essentially that these nuns have cast away all um like like all worldly things, including uh, the comforts of, let's say, bathing, as well as um to quote Carrie plugging it up. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it is, yeah, and perhaps uh one of the things that they do is to show the curse of Eve on display as it's occurring, so that's why their clothes is perpetually soaking with blood in that particular area.
2: I'd take the right time to start eating my apple pastry,
0: yeah, you absolutely did. <laughs> Just be glad it wasn't a cherry pie.
8: (laughs) Nice. While we were watching it, Cootie and I decided that that entire convent probably smells like a jukebox.
7: (laughs) Old pennies and a fish fry. Yep.
0: Pardon me while I finish. (laughs) Okay, so after this clip that we've been bisecting here uh, rather grossly.
2: While masturbating.
0: And, well, you know, it's not mutually exclusive, (laughs) (laughs) particularly for me. um, Justine is actually introduced to a woman who materializes out of the wall and shadow as if she was never there and just kind of appears. She introduces herself, and, of course, it is Alucarda. Now, Justine shares a photo of her recently departed mother And father, and then Alucarda talks of some sort of secrets and mysteries that have been revealed to her. Now, when she first starts showing like some of these uh, smaller creatures, and she says something about how they love freely, uh, she's playing with like bugs, and she has all of these different like uh, like mosses and just stuff like that. She just seems to me like a curious young girl. Like she doesn't seem like there's anything all that sinister to what she's doing here. She seems like she's just like extremely curious and wants to. Like, this is
2: what happens when kids don't get action figures.
0: They just explore the world and start messing around with Satanism. Yeah. Okay. Well, when your name is essentially Dracula spelled backwards, you're pretty much doomed regardless.
2: A Dracula spelled
0: backwards. <laughs> a Dracula. A Dracula. Yeah, the film I made was it's a Dracula. It's you're not the Dracula, but you're a, <laughs> a Dracula. Dracula. It truly really is a Dracula. It's a Dracula. Dracula.
8: <laughs> You're Dracula menstruating and loving it.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> God damn it, X.
0: <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Lower. Did anybody else Did anybody else actually get that kind of inclination that uh, the things that she's showing were not necessarily nefarious in nature? It was just a girl being curious about her surroundings and the sort of nature and her environment.
2: I mean, it is kind of the beginning of a sociopath, you know playing with like animals like that she shit. wasn't
0: torturing them she mm. was just keeping them collected oh okay
7: yeah I kind of felt like she was just like a pawn through the whole thing from birth to death
0: like she had no other purpose that other um spoilers what she was <laughs> <laughs> It's a horror movie. Everyone (laughs) dies. But
7: spoilers. It's as old as I am. This movie is 40 fucking years old. If you haven't seen it by now, then forget about spoilers. Sorry about you.
0: Also, you should probably watch it before I do a review of it because I go through every beat in a film when I review it. just saying. Yeah, there you, know. you go. All right, so while she's kind of mentioning these mysteries and stuff that we were talking about, she also mentions a question of knowing how small creatures love, and she wants to teach this to Justine. I guess she's referencing how they mate. Maybe she's curious about sexuality. I didn't quite get if there was like any kind of like symbolism to that or... If it was just like an excuse to get them to the garden, because she says that she's going to take her to the garden to show her. And then they immediately cut to the garden. Sound like a muskrat love? (laughs) Exactly. Only a little less seventies.
8: So I've never seen muskrats scissoring.
7: (laughs) (laughs) You haven't been paying attention. I gotta
0: apparently fact, not. I just found a new thing for Google to <laughs> flag me for. Mm-hmm. Yep. Muskrat's scissoring. <laughs> well they could sell that now, so Hey, I'm all right with that. <laughs> if you got that pre-made for me and I can buy it, then sure advertise <laughs> it. Muskrat scissoring. Yeah. So they cut to the garden as the girls go frolicking about and then roll down a hill together. And then Alacarta gives Justine a very lustful and longing sort of look but before we can actually enjoy anything that's going to happen from that Mm -hmm. justine stands straight up and Uh. they see a funeral procession and that funeral procession leads us to our next clip
5: they are burying cynthia she killed herself they will bury her in unhallowed ground funerals frighten me you have to die Everybody has to die, but there can be happiness beyond death.
0: And then after this very morbid and uh, strange discussion that they have about the funeral, the girls go frolicking again as if nothing ever happened. Oh, to be young and not to linger too long on dark thoughts, huh? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh,
8: I don't know what that's like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Cut from this to a group of kids playing uh, under supervision of the Our Ladies of the Perpetual Period, and uh, the kids are sort of playing around, and then Justine and Alucardo, being the two fun-loving, full-of-life girls that they are at this point, go wandering off and frolicking from the group, and they encounter oh, that's what- a
2: frolicking in this movie.
0: Yeah, there is. I love frolicking. Particularly in the beginning, there's a lot yeah, of frolicking. Yeah, a lot of frolicking. And very lovely dresses, not on any of the nuns. There's yes. some really well-made, cool, yes. like old-school-style dresses.
2: None of the uh, continuance menstruation.
0: At least on these girls. Yes. Guys. Okay, so the girls, while they go off from the group once again frolicking, they encounter what I have in my notes is a human-goat hybrid that looks like Wilbur Wheatley. <laughs> And just in case you weren't quite sure that there's something nefarious and weird about this guy, he is also dressed somewhat like a Romani and then speaks somewhat incoherently in several different languages. I got such a kick out of this character. I made him our next
6: clip.
3: Well, well, what have we here? Merveilleuse creature! Schöne edition, Charmant, Charmante, charmante fille de la nuit! <laughs> Mes compliments, kleine Mädchen! Hey, would you like to see. Uh, oh, please, please, don't be afraid of me! I was just in the middle of an interesting game. Would you like to know what it is?
5: I think we should start back!
3: Would you like to know some people's secrets? Or would you like to buy an amulet? A very effective charm against demons. Demons, which are running around like wolves in these woods. Come, Don't be afraid,
5: come. Come on. Come on, he won't hurt us. Justine! Alucarda! Don't believe such a creature. He'll only tell you lies. Better let me read your hand. I will hold my tongue. What did you see?
3: Ha! <laughs> A reflection of her own dreams, perhaps.
5: I've seen nothing, only shadows, darkness. Take her, sell her your charms for the supernatural.
3: A world of beautiful luck charms awaits you. Among other things, I profess the useful art of alchemy. I can turn dust into beautiful stones and souls into never-imagined dreams. You seem amused, milady. Look! This small knife was once the tear of a gypsy girl. What strange eyes this girl has. Deep, sharp, mysterious, like the birds in the forest. I see your dream clearly, your past and future. You have come from the dew in the forest and there they will be awaiting for you. Strange creatures they are and you must take care. If it obsesses the young lady, and I think it must, here I am, and here is my box of charms. If her ladyship wishes, I shall make her free from such a dream. Then, if the dream should come true, I shall be expecting her. Have I been too bold? Did I offend her?
0: Well, there we go. Nothing nefarious or evil about this guy in any way, shape, or form. Nah,
2: man, I bet he has free candy. <laughs> I'd get into his van. Uh, Caravan. Caravan.
6: Yeah.
7: You know, listening to it without like seeing it or having the subtitles on, I could barely understand a fucking word that guy said.
0: <laughs> exactly. I totally was, it was not so getting bizarre. it. Yeah, that's why I said that he was incoherent in several different languages. Yeah. <laughs> It reminded me of like a turn of the century version of the Pikeys from uh, um, Snatch, (laughs) where they they purposely sort of talk like it's not really like an Irish accent and it's not really an English accent. It's just kind of like a cross between the two to kind of keep people off center, you know, so you can't quite place what they're saying. (laughs) And, you know, you're in trouble whenever a palm reader just shows up and says, you should probably not listen to him. He's an absolute liar, but I'll read your palm. And then... Proceeds to not try and grift her in any way or bring her back somewhere else. And she's just like, I can't help you. And just runs away in fear. You know, maybe you should go to him. It's like, yeah, you should probably get away from both of these people if that's her response.
8: Well, we're kind of overlooking the way the man looks also. I mean, he does have like red mutton chops and kind of beaver teeth and the green jagging is going on. So he kind of looks like Stiltskin. Cumple <laughs>
0: Stiltskin. <laughs> I thought he looked kind of like the bass player from Foghat from, like, certain angles with the floor
6: <laughs> on and everything. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. And my thought is, if the bass player from Foghat is going to try and sell me some kind of trinkets to ward off demons, chances are I should probably buy them and then back away slowly.
8: That's The
2: basis tr- for Foghat has wares if you have coin. <laughs>
0: is this guy actually supernatural or is he a charlatan that they just then incorporate into some weird hallucinatory fever dream? You know, in this film, I kind of get the sensation up to a certain point that these girls are kind of playing with these sort of fantasy worlds, you know, where they can be free of the, of the shackles of like what's going on in the, our lady of the perpetual periods nunnery, you know, where, where they're just kind of like held up and they're, they're forced to learn all of this stuff. And they're kind of captives because they're pretty much orphans. And That's who's taking care of them, but they're looking for an escape. And I just kind of, at least for this portion of the film, I kind of almost feel like, you know, sort of like a Pan's Labyrinth thing where they're going into this imaginary world to escape it, where they can have power and they can kind of have control. And then obviously the film crosses that threshold at a certain point to where it does become actually supernatural. You guys have any thoughts on that?
8: I don't want to jump too far ahead, but there is the point where he does show up and, um, justine's room just out of nowhere and i don't think that they're imagining that mostly because you know when they're involved in that blood ritual he's the one who brings the knife so you know
0: as far as you're concerned he is supernatural and this whole he's i'm with he's
8: supernatural to the point where i think that you know he's got like you know weird ass gypsy powers do i think he's the devil no but i do think he's got those gypsy powers and he's smart enough to bring a knife to a tit fight so Listen,
2: <laughs> I, how about this i don't think he's the devil but i'm willing to bet he's on a first name basis and gets the man his coffee every morning
0: oh i might know be a
8: roadie that. might be a roadie for the devil
0: <laughs> well that's what happens you after know, fog I, hat.
2: yeah you make you make the devil like a rock star <laughs> i'm making it more like a, a corporate structure like you know he takes the meeting notes for him probably gets him his coffee you know, backstabs other demons to, you know, the devil, so not to lose his place.
0: Well, you're just looking at it by your own interpretation of what is evil. Yeah. And since you work in corporate America, I can totally see how you get that inc- inclination. Mm-hmm. Yes.
6: Right? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. So in my notes, I refer to this guy as Wilbur Wheatley for like the rest of it or Waitley or however you want to pronounce it. So that's just who he is. He's like this weird human goat beaver, like... <laughs> Beaver? Bass player because of the teeth. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, like. Human, he might just have bucky teeth, though. He's like a human goat beaver. There's no need to be rude to the guy. Bass player from Fog Hat hybrid creature mm-hmm. of some sort. Like, I just don't know what else to describe him as, so he's just Wilbur Waitley for me. You have souls, I have wares. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So whatever he was saying there where he was hinting at Alucarda's dreams, he definitely touches a nerve and Alucarda just runs off. I mean, she just bolts with being upset and Justine trying to be a good friend, obviously concerned about what's happening and why she's upset, Ben chases after her. And then the pair end up stumbling upon a ruined building draped in what looks like red cloth, but then it looks like it's becoming part of the stone as well. It's like this weird, like hybrid of like stone and fabric all at once like like this stuff just eventually over time these curtains that came off of it or this sort of like shroud that is over it just melded into the stone did anybody else think that it looked like that or am I just crazy I thought it looked like the
7: nun's habits
0: oh like where it's bloodier at the bottom than the top.
7: Of the yeah head. right it does
0: like, it does have a very visual like similar visual style to that <laughs> did it look like though that I mean am I crazy or did it look like it became part of the stonework this sort of the way that that fabric hung
8: I thought it did I can see you we were coming with that yeah
0: I mean granted the dvd that i've got a copy of the mondo macabro dvd is one of their older prints and i don't know if there's even a better print of the film out there to get so it's kind of hard to really make out a whole lot of detail but that's just what i've always kind of thought is like maybe this building has been there long enough that this this stuff has kind of become like calcified or something like that where it's become like petrified or, or something along those lines and turned to stone it,
8: it, it's like spawn's cape <laughs>
0: It's it, it transforms when it needs to through the power of hellfire <laughs> to yes. be either fabric or stone or daggers or whatever. There you go. I'll allow it. That's that's a that's a pretty good explanation that I was better than what I could have came <laughs> up with, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, so Carta, once she arrives to this building, all of a sudden is just like completely comfortable and shakes off all of the weird human, goat, beaver, bog hat, bass player hybrid creature that is Wilbur Waitley's
2: talk. You you better find a way to you know trim that down,
0: Wilbur Waitley. <laughs> she shrugs off all of Wilbur Waitley's talk, and is a suddenly just all about this new building, and she wants to take a closer look and and check it out. And Justine, being the sweet and innocent girl that she is supposed to be, is extremely reluctant and terrified by this. But being a good friend, she follows Alucarda in to make sure that no harm befouls her without her being there.
2: You know, you see a goat-man-fog-hat hybrid. Wilbur Whateley. And you, your first inclination is not, Buck, maybe we should go tell, you know, the, the people in the monastery about this fucked up thing that's in the woods.
0: Our Lady of the Perpetual Periods? Yeah. They should go tell the nuns.
2: They should go tell somebody some authority that, you know, that... Just because they the, wear a
0: habit doesn't mean they're an authority.
2: Well, well, they're in the authority of that place of where they're staying. They're the ones who feed them, so
0: therefore they're in charge?
2: Yeah, I guess. And that's how you look at it? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of do. <laughs> Whoever's feeding you is in charge.
0: Wow, we We learned so much about you just right there.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so I'm a parent.
0: (laughs) We see that the two have found that uh, sort of ritualistic chamber that we saw at the beginning, which looks almost exactly like the one that Alucard was born in. They sort of do a 360. As the camera's moving, we see the statue, so we know for sure that it is that chamber that Alucard was born in earlier. And then the camera rests on a solitary coffin while the two discuss some things that are going on in the next clip.
5: I hear the voices from the past. I feel as if I've been here before. I remember every stone and branch it's as if I lost this world a long time ago one can live eternally instead of turning into a little pile of dust are you afraid of dying yes everyone is I mean dying loving each other dying together so we may live as one forever with the same blood always flowing through our veins darling darling justine I live in you would you die for me I love you so. I have never been in love with anyone and never shall. Unless it's with you. Do you mean that? You're quite right to ask. You don't know how dear you are to me. The time is very near when you will love me as much as I love you. You may think me cruel and selfish, but love is always selfish. You don't know how jealous I am. You must love me to death. Oh, God, for heaven's sake, don't talk of death. I'm full of fantasies. I remember a night when I was almost murdered, wounded here. I was never the same again. Were you near dying? Yes, very. Let's make a pact. If we ever depart from this life, we shall do it together. All right. If it makes you happy. No, Alucarda. Wait. Lucy Western died in 1850. 15 years ago, Justine. Our age. Let's swear by her. I'm afraid, Alucarda. Let's open it. No! Yes.
6: Ah! My god! My god! My god! Shh. Ah! Ah!
0: Lucy Westerna. So is it that Lucy Westerna? I don't know. You, you know who I'm that talking would, about. Go ahead.
8: That would explain the Alucarda.
0: Yeah. If it's a Dracula, not L- the Dracula. Yeah. Right. She right. would be Lucy Westerna's daughter. Uh huh. Lucy Westerna is one of the main characters, the the two girls uh-huh. in Dracula. Oh. Mina Harker, Lucy Westerna. Lucy's the first to go. And if she She's, was... Uh, Dracula. Yeah. So she would be the daughter of a Dracula. So she would be a Dracula or one of the Draculas.
2: By the way, man... uh a la carta, there as a uh, you know, gotten really attached already. She's that in love with somebody after what 10 fucking minutes.
8: I was about to say, they've known each other for about 20 minutes of screen yeah. time, and it, we've moved really effectively from fog hat to blue oyster cult. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: I love you so much and we have love and we have a loving river of
7: love.
0: Even for lesbians, this is really fast. Yeah. I mean, holy Jesus. Poor, poor Justine.
7: I think that Alucarda is bipolar. (laughs) Like, seriously, not even joking. Like, she's fucking manic.
2: Her name's a Dracula backwards. Yeah, you're (laughs) goddamn right. She's probably bipolar. (laughs)
0: There's certainly some mental illness involved with Alucarda's character. Um, at least that's how I look at it, me being... Uh, well, she's definitely a manic. The lack of all faith that I I, I have, I reject it all, you know? Yeah. And being Mr. Skeptic, I always try to look at things from a more like, well, how would this be playing out in my personal worldview of none of that is real, you know, for supernatural stuff. Now, I accept that in the film, there is obviously some supernatural things, but whenever my brain processes like a film, I, I start looking at things, and I start trying to find uh, clues or, or various things like that that would kind of explain more of, uh, well, how would this work in sort of my reality? And I do have that sensation as well that she is definitely manic, she's got some sort of bipolar disorder. And she might even have like a little bit of schizophrenia too. Because she talks about these dreams and um all of these different like visions that she gets and she sees all of these things. And she talks about how she had been here before and was mortally wounded and was dying, but she doesn't talk about how she made it out alive or anything like that. It's like these this, visions.
2: This is heavily creepy because then she also goes, you know you don't feel the same way now, but you will love me like this in the future. You, we've all known that one dude who got way too into a girl who had, hit, you know, just didn't feel the same. He was like, but I love you so much. It's like, dude, you've known her a
0: week. I love her. I love her more than I love anybody. I've also known that girl that fell into love yeah. with a dude that yeah, fast. And, yep. and,
2: But then, you know, but, you know, a girl saying it to a guy is not as scary as a guy going, you'll love me like I love you someday. Motherfucker. Oh,
0: the fuck it's not. Have you not seen (laughs) fatal attraction you crazy bastard
2: It's well, every I guess bit I'm just insane. not as scared of that, but uh, how about this? I've never had you to live through it, pig so I'm not- headed male. I'm not pig-headed male. I just <laughs> no. never had to live through a girl, but I've seen a guy do it. I've never gotten to see the other side,
0: I've, nor have I had to live it. I've lived through a girl doing that and wondering what the fuck was wrong with her. I'm like, have you seen me? What are you doing? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that could be scary because, you know- Oh, it is. I've, you know, if you've ever seen two girls fight, shit, they're scary. I've actually seen friendships, now, too, like yeah.
0: platonic friendships that yeah. have, have developed that where one is like, I would do anything for you. I would die Ooh. for you. That kind of like yeah. like super obsessive thing. And the other one's like, yo, bro, like, Dude. look. We, Dude, that's why we, that's we, like we the have a good friendship. We're not dying for one another over here. Yeah, like I don't want to become your blood brother. Let's <laughs> yeah. just let's just hang out and listen to Slayer. Yeah. You
6: know? <laughs> I mean, Jesus. <laughs> just
8: maybe get me a McGriddle on your way in. That's really yeah. all I'm that's after. Really all
0: I'm like, no, if you do that for me, I might become your blood brother. <laughs> and I've also... <laughs> I mean I've also seen like besides guys that, you know, guy friendships that are like that are like bromances so, that get out and of And that's the only like ones
2: that. in my life I've ever seen. Like I've never even had any of my guy friends or if this has happened to them, they've never like let me know about it or told me any stories yeah. of girls being that insane for him. But then again, I'm friends with what would be effectively called a freak show of people. <laughs> so really I don't know how many women are going to go nuts over him
0: yeah like I said that did happen to me at yeah one so point, you never I told I me that shocked. story I was shocked I was like seriously
2: so you never told me the story I, or so else you, I could
0: probably had something different at, to go off of at first you're almost flattered and then after yeah. a while <laughs> you're like you know <laughs> crazy's good in bed and all but <laughs> I really need to keep the skin on my body yeah <laughs> There's friendships that get like that too, where one person, like especially if it is a person like Alec Carter, like at first Alec Carter's talking of love, yeah, she cray but it actually seems more like this sort of platonic uh, friendship thing. Like you don't really see the lustful part of it coming into play just yet.
2: But it is still obsession. Oh yeah, but it's it's, not, it does have to be lustful a to very, be
0: obsession, and a very dark obsession yes. at that. Like she's like, like we you need to about die dying. together, yeah, to be together. Run
8: blood, yeah. See, right from the start, to me. Ella Carter's the one who's looking like, who's like, you know, Hey, Justino, I'm going to be the one who, you know, loves you so hard, I'll take your breath away.
2: Did you, did you just do a Sarah McGofflin song title there?
8: Fuck yes, I did. God damn it, X. Why do and, I know that? And that is why I am valuable on podcasts. So
0: <laughs> Bizarre musical references you don't want to admit there's, you know. There's just yeah. silence. And then all of a
2: sudden it struck me. I'm like, wait, I think that's a <laughs> song from Sarah McGoughlin. And God damn it. Why do I know that? And why are you pronouncing her name? Badly. Am I? I don't know. It's
8: it's. McLaughlin. I don't know how to
0: pronounce her name. Safe
6: it's footage. okay. It
8: worked for Alucard. Up, McGoughlin works just fine. I'll he, that's he needs to
0: figure out how to pronounce it backwards, though. <laughs> yep.
8: McGoughlin.
6: <There> <laughs> ASPCA.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, let's talk about
2: Alucard some more. Yeah, Alucard. A, a yeah.
0: When they uh, open up the coffin, we get that sort of wheezy noise that starts to occur, and then like sort of rumbling. And then the girls are obviously freaking out about that and it scares the shit out of them. So they start going a little nutso. As they run out, then there's some kind of weird experience where opening that coffin has changed her. Something has been somewhat unleashed on both of these girls, like whether it's the spirits that were residing within Lucy Wisterna's body or whatever it is that, like opening the coffin signified to the spirits that they were in this temple and that Alucard is the one that they've been looking for all this time since she was taken away to Our Lady of the Perpetual Period's nunnery. I'm not sure what ends up happening there. But this, uh, where she talks of it being colder, that she's freezing and that they need to get back the way that that actress is playing it on her face. You feel like something's happened to her, like where she's been traumatized by something, or maybe she's come to the realization that these visions and these dreams that she's been having, aren't just her being crazy. Like something's real to this. And there's something more like weighted to that. Anybody else kind of get that inclination? Or again, am I crazy?
8: Like those dreams go on when she closes her eyes. (laughs) (laughs) yes i do get that impression
0: (laughs) well there we go i'm reading too far into this film we just need to quote a song (laughs) that's the impression that i get
7: (laughs) (laughs) and it just keeps going
2: see i
8: told you it's gonna be a musical crossover episode yeah (laughs) we just keep
0: rolling 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 oh really Ah! God damn it. That's where what? you're going to go with that. I, 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 uh, That's the best that he had. To it offer. felt gross. <laughs> it
2: felt gross doing it, but I did it anyway.
0: I'm putting crickets in on all of this.
6: Yeah.
8: <laughs>
0: I just want you folks to know that.
8: Okay. Now hold on, because I want a um, serious question. Okay. Is this not the place where Alucarda was born at the beginning of the film?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's
6: they, okay, they show yeah, the, I'm the just same. Sure.
0: Yeah. They show the same demon statue. And apparently yeah. that coffin is her mother's coffin, because as she said, they're both 15 years old and, uh, uh, this is 15 years ago that Lucy Westerna was interned here. So right, okay. that would, I'm assuming that that's supposed to be her mother because the demon comes for her there. And at least he was a nice enough demon not to leave her rotting corpse laying about. I mean, he put her in a nice coffin. He tried to take care of her body, probably to preserve it, to come back for some more loving later. Oh, wait, that's yeah. just that's just me. That's just what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> You <laughs> mm, corpse fucking mm-hmm. Okay, so Listen, he's trying to advocate court fucking over here. I'm advocating corpse fucking here. It happens- <laughs> Usually the only way that court fucking happens is yeah. with a corpse. That's also a slip.
8: There's no sense in drawing lines now, folks. We've already we've
0: yeah. already
8: come this far. Just let it roll.
0: I cut the binds of all good taste and humor. <laughs> Just now? Yes. <laughs> and then she screams that they should all get back to the school or something along those lines after talking about how she is cold. And then they cut from this to a mournful, boring, depressing. Oh, it's a Catholic sermon. Of course that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Stand up. sit down. Stand up. Kneel. Sit down. Stand up.
0: Stand up. Stand up. Kneel. He's having flashbacks down. to when he was alone with his priest in Catholic school. I never got to stand Human up. Human yo-yo.
8: It's <laughs> those Catholicized classes they used to give.
0: <laughs> Your cataclysm was very special, Matt.
2: I don't know. I pretty much jank away my childhood, so I'll let you go from there.
0: I like the sermon that's actually being delivered here because all the stuff that the guy is describing sounds like a type of really sweet porn for me that's powered by demons. I'm really into <laughs> what he's talking about. That that has to be somehow a clip, uh, what you just said. I'll see what I can do. All right. But I, I really like it because he's like the demons will invade all these various parts of your flesh and force you to do things that are unnatural and otherworldly beyond the bounds of all human ability. Like he's talking basically about what sounds like some very seriously stamina people going after it, like for our entertainment. And that's why I was like, okay, demon powered porn. I'm into that. There, that's your clip. <laughs> all right, so he. T- <laughs> Who isn't? Yeah, fair enough. Then he talks of everyone burning for all of this in hell for these types of desires, which, once again, you know, once you control the access to sex you control someone's mind. Religions have been doing that for who knows how long, particularly the Catholic church. They sure seem to focus in on, let's just have sex for procreation and no fun. Man, that's (laughs) not a clip I want to pull on me. (laughs) Okay. So whatever it is that he's doing, he starts working up all of these very young girls that are in this uh, particular congregation. They all start to seem like they're swooning and they're sweating and they're like kind of convulsing a little bit. And it seems like whatever it is that he's describing the girls are really kind of into it like they're Duh, bro they gotta get laid like fucking hormones are going man. right brah even some of our ladies of the perpetual period seem to be a little bit worked up by this and it culminates in justine having a little too much fun at these descriptions and passing out now all of the nuns sort of rush to justine and then ala sort of hunches over top of her and she's sort of overlooking her very sinisterly like bitch you better not talk because niches get stitches it seems to be what the look on her face was justine awakens moments later as the nuns sort of ask her what happened uh she doesn't really talk about it she doesn't really know she doesn't really want to talk about what's going on i just became a woman now something like that and they decide that it's probably best that justine not be left alone just so someone is there to watch over her and then the lesbian nun which i have her written up in my notes here her name is angelica but the way she starts getting obsessive lesbian nun she seems like a lesbian nun to me. So she's a little too into Justine, probably in the opposite direction of her obsession than Alakarda is. Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. I like how you <laughs> work that in there. Thank you. So they decide that Justine cannot be left alone given her current condition. And Angelica, the lesbian nun, offers to stay and watch out for her. But then she has some kind of, uh, I don't know, nunly duty elsewhere. And so they all decide that it's okay to leave her in Alocarta's care. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Nothing better bad about that at all. After <laughs> after they leave, Alicarda has a freak out and starts talking of like these voices of the past that are coming to like haunt her or that she can hear them whispering to her and telling her what to do. This is where I started thinking like schizophrenia if you wanted to like chalk it up to mental illness instead of supernatural. Mm-hmm. And then somehow she says something about how she can hear spirits when she's in the forest as well. I didn't catch everything that she said. I was just kind of moving pretty quickly and then she starts in on that whole like love with Justine will be Eternal. All they have to do is, like, die together or something like that. This really dark sort of obsessive thing that you only really get in either Tool songs or something that Bad Religion would write about love. Then Alucardo starts chanting the ancient names of some very kick-ass black metal band. I know I heard Astaroth... (laughs) And like, uh, it sounded like she said <laughs> Behemoth and maybe uh, Beelzebub. and
7: definitely Beelzebub, yeah. yeah.
0: And then like, she just goes right into Satan, which I immediately recognized the first time I watched this film as a clip that the Electric Hellfire Club pulled out for one of their songs. <laughs> I knew I was in the right kind of film whenever I when I knew that they had sampled it. So, right. And while she's doing this chanting of these black metal bands' uh, names, she starts doing this sort of like spin around the room. And then that demonic wheezing starts continuing. And the way that the sound design works, I was listening to it with headphones, It sounds like it's external and in the room. And at a certain point when she's like messing with her hair and she's twirling, it then seems like it's mimicking coming out of her mouth as if like this represents her being possessed by some kind of a spirit or something along those lines, like a demon has uh, entered her body and taken her over or been summoned up and given full control. I I couldn't quite tell what, but this then continues with Alucardo screaming with glee at being possessed because it's clear that that's what's going on. And Justine is now justifiably terrified at her friend constantly screaming Satan and other names of awesome black metal bands. (laughs) And upon seeing Justine's cross, Alucarda rips it from her neck and then... Stares at it, like clenching it very tightly as if it's causing him her some sort of pain. And she's just like holding it in front of Justine's face while convulsing and like just kind of staring at it. And it seems like that goes on for like five minutes. Yeah. Like it was like a really long time, but like it never loses its intensity the entire time. I'm like, Jesus, how much longer are they going to do this?
2: Get tired after it almost.
0: Yeah. It, it gets to the it's point. It's
2: exhausting.
8: Of- it
0: gets- she can't help it. She's cross-eyed. <laughs> like one eyes going one where she got a wonk eye you know i said it the last time that he guested with us and on this crossover i want to do it again i gotta fire your ass and hire x full time dude yeah (laughs) his quips are like so much more on point than yours well i guess what i'm saying is you suck yeah (laughs) oh oh it's okay we always treat each other like this Don't have empathy for him. If you listen to this show, you'd know he doesn't deserve it. I mean, I just
2: sort of like nod and agree with court. I'm not actually listening to anything he's saying right now. But if I if I do that, it just he becomes complacent and just goes on.
0: I got the feeling that while she's clenching that cross and convulsing that the demon still hasn't gotten full, like total control over her. But then whenever but it's getting there. Yeah, but then Justine tries to, like, sort of embrace Alucard or, like, like shake her to bring her to. And I know for sure that the demon has full control over her because Alucard just straight up bitch slaps Justine and knocks her unconscious to the ground. And at that point, I'm like, yeah, that girl's definitely possessed because with her obsession, I don't think she would have ever done that unless she has, like, that kind of OJ kind of love where she just loves her so much she's just angry about it. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs>
2: Gets into the back of a white Bronco
0: my thought is essentially that with the obsession that she has she probably could be brought to this but not at this point because i don't think justine has done anything wrong so that's why i'm like yeah it's definitely demon possession but she's definitely
2: getting to the point of you know i love you so much why do you make me hurt you
0: <laughs> it does feel like that a little bit yeah and that actually leads into our next clip
5: she'll make a pact and seal it with her blood we'll make them pay
3: <laughs> you are correct We shall make them pay. But first,
5: some rain
6: and thunder!
3: (laughs) Now call them!
6: Call them! Call them!
3: shall blend into each other and then blend into me.
0: Okay, that's another uh, condensed grouping of film that uh, I, I kind of brought down into the clip. And during this, both women are stripped nude for this ritual, so thank you, movie. Yes, thank you. And as X had mentioned earlier, our buddy who directed this, Montezuma, is very into close-ups on women's pubic regions, particularly the bush area. well they've gone through the change so we know that (laughs) yes And hair color is so natural, only their undertaker knows for sure. (laughs) So while they're naked, both of them kneel facing each other. And as we mentioned before, uh, Wilbur Waitley just sort of appears out of the shadow. Like as soon as Alicarda mentions that they're going to have their vengeance, he just sort of like pops up and is like, did somebody say vengeance? Have I got a deal for you? (laughs) For the measly price of your soul, you can have vengeance. You know, it's just kind of like right there when they need him to be there. You think he has wacky,
2: wailing, infillible arm-failing teeth? two men around him while selling that like a used car salesman Mm, sure all right that's a visual i want hell needs its hucksters too right (laughs) let me go see what i could do about financing for this revenge package you
0: got going Looks like all we need is the measly price of your immortal souls. Unless it was you, (laughs) Uh, that's not enough money. (laughs) "Eh, We're gonna need a cosigner. Yeah, they're gonna need the soul of a baby once a year, every year for like the next fifty years for me to get you know any kind of revenge (laughs) deals going. (laughs)
6: Better get busy. I'm telling
0: you, man, the interest (laughs) rates on that is unbelievable. Yeah, it's getting harder and harder to find even innocent baby souls in this day and age, too. Really? Uh, Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jesus. mm. All right. So the two of them kneel. Facing each other during this ritual, while both naked, still, thank you, movie. And then their opposite breasts are cut by the Wilbur Waitley-looking dude. Fuck you, movie. <laughs> Or thank Uh you movie, however you want to look at Uh, it. Yeah, that's true. Um, That's after he says about how they'll be blended together and then they'll be blended into him. Now, they actually, it looks like uh, Justine's left breast was cut and then Alucard right. I don't know if they did that just because it was closer to camera and it made it easier or if there was any kind of like symbolic reason for that for the ritual or what it might be. Are, Are these supposed to be like devil's marks possibly? Or what would be the reason for like cutting the breasts other than obviously blood on boobs is awesome i think that's it <laughs> ex yeah. cootie anything to weigh in on that it's been a while since we've done a blood ritual
8: yeah
7: it's been a really long time uh I don't know. I kind of, I kind of dug the whole like mirror image of the two. Like Alicardo was so obsessed with Justine. It just kind of made sense to me.
0: Okay. I totally didn't get that, but you're right. A mirror image of they're looking at each other. So that's why it would be on the opposite to where it would be like they are reflections of each other, which makes this sort of blending ritual visually symbolic thing in the film. Whether or not it has any kind of connotation to any particular uh, pagan belief or any kind of ritual like that, obviously we're, we're not sure. But visually speaking, for a film, that definitely has a very serious, uh, like like a symb- symbolic connotation that I didn't even think of. So that's an excellent. Well, it does. Point.
8: It, it does have kind of an as bu- as above, so below sort of connotation too, where. You know, the opposites, the reflections are very important. It's also interesting how the how the guy from Fog Hat suddenly became the guy from Hogan's Heroes <laughs> <laughs> He's Thunder I know
2: nothing.
6: I know nothing.
2: (laughs) And we sell your souls. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Can we go back to the last time that X and uh, uh, Cootie did a blood sacrifice? (laughs) (laughs)
8: <laughs> <laughs> no. It
2: wasn't a sacrifice, it was uh, a ritual. A, a ritual, blood yeah, ritual. it was
8: not a sa- There's a huge difference. A huge difference. Yeah. Huge difference, yeah. huge difference no. in words
2: there. Yeah, you're right.
7: I don't know. There was a little bit of
0: sacrifice, but it was, nobody died. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Is it a flesh
6: and blood
8: sacrifice?
0: Mm-hmm. Ooh, poison reference. Nice. Thank mm-hmm. you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the opposing breasts or the mirror images are cut, and Justine is fed blood from Aloe alicarda's breast and then the exact opposite happens where alicarda is fed blood from justine's breast well, alicarda kind of got a wish on that one they are together this is kind of the thing that and she's their blood promoting. is one now now did anybody else notice that the wilbur waitley slash fog hat bass player guy did he actually drink any of their blood or consume it or because the next thing that i saw was like a lightning strike and then he just disappears and quite <laughs> f- quite frankly with these two lovely naked ladies with you know blood on their boobs I didn't want him there anyway. He was really yeah. my uh, I'm just my saying, enjoyment.
2: though, you know, it's a big world. There are probably lots of other naked ladies that are being, you know, sacrificed or offered up. He has to be there for all of them.
0: Yeah. The he, busy guy. He teleported to the <laughs> next group of yeah. girls in a nunnery of perpetual periods that he needs yeah, to sacrifice. It's a big
2: world, man. It's a big world. And, and he's,
0: and, you know, back in the 70s, a lot of that shit was happening. He had a goat to go inhabit somewhere in New England. Oh, my God. <laughs> he had to black fill <gasps> up his way out of there.
7: I miss
8: the 70s. <laughs> Ha ha
0: ha! Okay, so nobody else noticed if he consumed any blood, he just disappears, right?
8: I don't think he did. He didn't even lick the blade, which I totally would have done. You and me both. Yeah,
0: definitely. So there we go. Okay, so right after he disappears with that lightning strike, we then get close-ups of the blood dripping down the breasts. And for me personally, thank you, movie. And for Matt, oh man, movie, why? About what? The blood dripping down boobs. (sighs) The boobs are good. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I don't like blood in my
2: my boobs. (laughs) Blood on your boobs and only blood on my boobs <laughs> what, that's a clip <laughs> god damn don't it
7: don't knock it till you try it <laughs> <laughs> alright
2: once again I am fucking listening so go ahead and start talking asshole
0: <laughs> especially if it is fake blood made out of Cairo syrup is it ever fun on the boobs oh okay well see if it's fake then that's what makes it hot for me because I uh, know it's fake blood you know blood. it's fake see I'm and putting most in the most likely it's movie. made out of Cairo syrup oh well even if it's real blood it's still kind of fun <sighs> Mm-hmm. Listen, you all fuckers need Jesus. You motherfuckers need Jesus! Alright? <laughs> <laughs> tried that. Yeah,
8: we had him. <laughs> didn't work out.
0: I tried to nail Christ once, but he got rather cross with me.
8: Oh! Nice
0: god damn dude (laughs) brutal it's a blasphemous special i had to do it oh yeah all right so the girls start enacting some sort of very unerotic blood-soaked kissing that looked a little bit like my favorite typo negative album you know what i'm saying (laughs) But <laughs> it was really clear, though, that the two actresses were not really wanting to sell this and they weren't into kissing each other. It's like, like most of the porn I've watched. <laughs> like, Go God, come
7: on. It's. <laughs>
0: It's it's like watching two, like, uh, bro-man dudes, like, uh, like big brosif guys trying to play, quote-unquote, gay chicken. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where, like, they get yeah. really, really close, and then, like, uh, we're not gay. That's what their kisses look like to me. Yeah. Like, it was, like, there was no passion. Uh, and, like, if it weren't for the blood-covered mouth, I totally wouldn't have been able to finish. But luckily, I was able to.
2: Well, well.
0: <laughs> I just wish you would have done it before I got here. You see that spot on my notes right there? Yeah. That's proof. (laughs) I just wish you would have finished before I got here. You want to scratch and sniff that? Uh, No. Come on. No. Come on. No. It smells like enjoyment. No, it doesn't. (laughs)
2: The schnozberries definitely do not smell like schnozberries.
8: They're much
0: larger no, than Those
8: aren't the greatest notes in the world. That's just a tribute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and a tenacious D reference. Oh. Yes. Okay. Oh, God. Now, these blood-soaked X, kisses. You're fucked up, man. And that's the way we love them. Yes. <laughs> All right. So these blood-soaked kisses end up leading to Alucarda drinking blood directly from Justine's breast. While tears sort of stream from her eyes, I did notice that where she's crying, and I couldn't tell if it was... This act was not what she wanted, but she was happy to be able to be this close to Justine's breasts. Or if perhaps it was tears of joy from getting this blending of them together or their souls being She is a Dracula. She is, in fact, a Dracula. Yes. (laughs) At least backwards, she's a Dracula. Yes. So I'm not quite sure. And then Justine seems to be like screaming and I couldn't tell if it was in pain or horror or ecstasy. I think
2: it was a blend of that. I think it's (laughs) supposed to be like a blend of all three.
0: Either way, for the record, I was into it.
2: Yeah. I'm pretty much watching this thing going, like, is Court really chafed right now because the sheer amount of masturbating he's been doing?
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, this is why we can't cover porn because I had to write notes, so I can't fully enjoy it if you catch my <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they cut from this to more blood mummy nuns, and they're sort of uh leading the kids uh in a Lord's Prayer. It looks like it's like a class that the nuns are teaching the kids or something along those lines. We could call it class, but it's really just Indoctrination 101. And she's starting with the Lord's Prayer. And this is then intercut with Justine and Carta being led by a naked ginger woman to a circle of naked people. And it's like, movie, I love you already. You don't need to keep adding all this wonderful nudity. Oh, no, go ahead. It's fine. I was going to say, shut up, dude. (laughs) I'm going to ruin this for you. Uh, So the naked people start encircling them. We have a large group going in one direction. And then a smaller group of about four or five women going in the opposite direction, doing some sort of chanting uh, while they're encircling around them. And then the girls are there fully dressed and then they're naked. This is the part where it really felt to me like Yodorowsky's influence was occurring, where Yodorowsky has sort of like an esoteric, all these different faiths blended together. It felt kind of like this was very specifically pointing towards a sort of pagan or satanic, if you want to label it that way, faith that he was trying to in- induce that same kind of- a hallucinatory almost spiritual awakening in the person watching it i don't know if maybe i'm reading too much into it but that's what it felt like um then, that's a good
2: note but i'm <laughs> willing to bet you're reading too much into it i tend to do that <laughs> but it was a good note
0: all right so the nun that uh is praying which is our lesbian nun also known as angelica it looks like she may be given a vision of this because she starts to mimic the lady that's in the middle doing a chanting about welcoming ala and justine to this this circle or this group and when she gets this Vision, the nun is then trying to pray in like almost stand in the gap and face these demons that are taking on Justine's soul. And like she's trying to pray it away, either the visual itself or trying to stop the ritual or circumvent it in some way, shape, or form. And I, I couldn't tell if that's what it was going for. Or again, I'm reading too much into it, but the ritual still continues. And then an actual goat man, not just like a hybrid one, but an actual goat man appears, looking sort of like Baphomet, but minus the boobs. So thanks anyway, movie, but we could have used some boobs there and then this uh, sort of goat man takes the girl's hands and then we're back with the nun who tries to pray once again for justine's soul as a sort of satanic sex party kicks in thank you movie
2: oh it's it wouldn't be the 70s without an orgy that's
0: the payoff man that's why we watch this shit <laughs> satanic sex orgies that's what you mm-hmm. watch these movies for yeah (laughs) All right, so they're back with uh, the nun Angelica, who is crying, and it looks like she's like crying blood, and then she starts sweating blood, and then they're cutting back and forth between this and more orgy shots, and... It's so
7: psychedelic, you wonder if Rob Zombie did it. For a split second.
0: Well, there's definitely some influence with both Jodorowsky and also I would say he may have been aware of Alucarda and Montezuma's work as well. I do see oh, that sure. influence on, on Rob Zombie's stuff, particularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not I'm a fan of his execution of that, we'll just leave to the side. I'll just, I definitely yeah, We don't need that. that rant. We'll be here for a fortnight. <laughs> well, and also anything that I would say would probably offend X because I know he's a fan of the film that I would be savaging. So we'll just stop he it right is. There. I am not oh man <laughs> you listen to that
2: sigh yeah. and he's been quiet for a while which means he's been doing nothing but drinking alcohol <laughs> <laughs>
8: No, actually, what I was doing is I was pondering the um, the similarity, the way the things are the same, (laughs) the way the things are the same in this particular orgy scene and the orgy scene from well, sort of an orgy, but the scene from Simon King of the Witches, where you have a wide variety of all body shapes and sizes naked uh, before the goat. So that's what I was thinking of. I was kind of off in a little tangent there
0: you know I actually can picture that right now um, Simon King of the witches feels more kind of 60s and this definitely feels like very 70s in its, in its execution you know because it feels a little more gritty uh, to mm-hmm. me than what it is in Simon King of the witches the Simon King of the witches uh, that particular scene feels more like this is a 60s swinging orgy that this particular practitioner uses to well let's just say it charge his rod because that's what he ends up doing <laughs> electric charge yeah. magnetic charge yeah yeah I mean that's why he was there, right? So, uh, but yeah, I definitely can see the similarity there. Um, a lot of these different uh, pagan slash satanic, you know, sicky movies, whatever you want to refer to them as, uh, these these particular orgy scenes do have very similar. It's like a Hollywood's or or a movie maker's envisionment of what these types of rituals actually would be versus mm-hmm. what they might actually be. And I think let's face it, it's kind of hard to sell what an actual ritual would look like versus a sec- like a sex party with with incidental Satanism thrown on top.
8: Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that Hollywood would have as many fat chicks as are in either of these films. Naked.
0: Right. Well, this is like I said, it's a movie maker's idea of that. But I right. one of the things that I do like is, as you mentioned, the various body types that are there. It's right. it's excellent to see all sorts, you know, let's just say praising the goat. <laughs> Or kissing it. <laughs> kissing the goat. There is some goat kissing. All right, There is... Whoa, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Alright, so the, the praying and uh the orgy scene is going back and forth. Okay, I don't know if this is the prayer that causes this to happen, but when the lesbian nun, Angelica, is praying, she starts mimicking the motions of the woman who is conducting this ritual for uh Alucarda and Justine, and at some point, the nun starts levitating, and then all of a sudden, a blood spurt just shoots out of the lady that's conducting the ritual's neck she gets a blood facial and she just falls over dead and it looked like it was like the blood was supposed to be coming out of her yeah I didn't know if like like she was supposed to be a sacrifice or what that was supposed to represent does anybody have any idea what that was or is it just some weird hallucinatory thing that I'm reading too much into
7: I don't know I kind of felt like that was a result of the nuns praying like she was doing this kind of spiritual warfare and she like at least stopped part of the ritual which didn't really seem to do much good in the end, but that was my impression.
8: Yeah, we kind of felt like Jesus rolled through and kind of Samurai jacked
0: her. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then went to meditate in a waterfall. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like you do. Yeah. Well, if you're Samurai Jack, that's what you got to do. You got to find your center, you know, align your chakras, do your meditation, and then you can take on a coup the next day and see what happens. (laughs) Samurai Jack podcast now. Here we go. Oh, I would so be into that. Uh, (laughs) All right. We cut from this to the nuns class the following day, and all of the girls are there, and anybody who knows this film knows that of course I'm going to pull a clip of what's about to happen in this class, so that is our next clip.
5: Today, we will continue studying the teachings of Saint Teresa, and this is what the devil does. To beget his evil, he obtains help from our virtues. Even if the gain be small, his harvest is great. But God, in his infinite wisdom, understands the wiles of the devil, and so gives us the strength to face them with noble thoughts and prayer in this way justine alucarda i trust that you have been listening yes sister then you can repeat what i've just read well alucarda stand up child and this is what the devil does he grants us virtues to expand his kingdom the only valid one God, with his lack of knowledge, does not understand this truth, and opposes it with false thoughts and prayers. God, silence! Satan, 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 our Lord and Master, I acknowledge thee as my God and Prince. I promise to serve and obey thee as long as I shall live. I renounce the other God and all the saints. Don't Satan, listen to them. Satan, Don't Satan, listen to them. Our Lord and Master, I acknowledge Go out of the room, not Sister not Mary. I I take the children out of the room. Go, me. go. Long as I, I, live. Live. <laughs> Satan, Satan. I, I promise thee that, that I will do as much evil, evil as I can. I will me. draw <laughs> everyone else to evil. I, I won't, won't fail me. to serve and adore thee. I, I give thee my life and my soul. And Go and get Mother Superior. Much, Quickly. My
6: Quickly. I What's wrong, wrong with you girls? Alucarda. Alucarda, please, my child. Alucarda.
0: Okay, so the girls continue to torment the nun after that clip, and the nun still tries to teach the class, and as you kind of heard, she's ostracizing both Justine and Alucarda. Pretty
2: much sounds like a substitute teacher trying to like still maintain some form of control. <laughs> substitute <laughs> nun. <none>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a fucking like,
0: band name right there for yeah, a punk substitute nun. No. No.
2: But it's like, you know, when a substitute teacher comes into the Spanish class, you're like, well, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: At some point when she's chasing them around, she just ends up grabbing Justine and like shaking the ever loving shit out of her and just like ostracizes her and screams at her and demands that the girls kind of repent for what they've just said and beg for forgiveness and that they still have a chance. I mean, she's just having a fit. She's not looking at this as like two girls that are just being, uh, you know, just like obstinate and trying to get at the nun and get on her case. She's like, they're full on possessed. There's something wrong with them. They're sort of, they're just so 100% evil. She's just, like beyond, you know, being to being able to accept any other kind of explanation for what's going on. And then the Mother Superior is brought in on all of this hubbub, and she is dubious about what might be causing the girls to behave in such a way. And then she does something that made my skeptic heart very happy. She decides to have the doctor look at the girls, and she thinks that he is better suited to figure out what is going on with them. So they then see the doctor checks out Justine, who looks like the victim of a vampire, or a Dracula, if you will. A Dracula? Oh, Dracula. Not uh, the Dracula. Not the Dracula. But a, a Dracula. Dracula. Like a second cousin. Exactly. Or maybe like an illegitimate daughter who mm-hmm. was born in a, let's say, underground tomb slash temple in Mexico. Manger. Major. 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 <laughs> okay, so the doc discovers. See, um, now we need a wall. Wow. <laughs> Just oh continuing your shit. Okay. Oh,
2: yeah. I love it. <laughs> Not the wall, but continuing my shit. (laughs) Yes.
0: All right. So the doc discovers that Justine's pulse is weak and that her heartbeat is definitely faint. She looks like Alucarda has been suckling at the wound on her breast for quite a while. This prompts the nuns to tell Justine to pray because that's going to resolve everything and heal you, even though there are doctors there to take care of you. The sight of the cross hanging from the nun's neck starts to send Justine into a vampiric-style frenzy of fear. She's overreacting to it and freaking out. She screams herself to unconsciousness, and then we see that Alucarda is led to a confessional booth, and that leads us to our next clip. Yes, my child.
5: I, I... uh...
0: Yes, go on.
5: I was told to come to you. Speak up, then. Well, I was asked to answer a question when I did. Sister Germana got very angry at me.
1: And for a very good reason.
5: I am not what you may think, father.
1: The facts were explained to me, my child. You have sinned.
5: I don't recall anything wrong.
1: Liars rot in hell for eternity. I know for sure you are doing wrong. Don't miss this opportunity that has been granted you. You can cleanse your soul here and now.
5: Yes, perhaps I have done wrong. I did not lie. I love life. With
1: With... Go on.
5: With Justine... She came close to me. I love Justine. And call yourself blessed and believe in the heavenly armies and worship death. I worship life. You worship death. I love Justine. You left to kill. You should know. We have made a pact and sealed it with our blood. Justine and I, we are not to be blamed. You are with a black cover over your strong body. You are ashamed of it. You are afraid of life. Yet you would like to have me, wouldn't you? Well take me! Take off that filthy
6: (coughs) robe! No! Oh no!
1: Oh heavenly father! What happened? Please, sister! Get her
6: out of here! Out! Oh! Oh! Oh dear
0: God! Oh no, no, no. So she just grabs him by the penis. Yeah. When you're possessed, you can do it. Yeah, you can. And they let you. They just let you because
2: you're possessed. Yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> sh- I'm sure she had to pop a tic-tac because, you know. Breath. For her breath, because once you're possessed, she can't help it. She just has to kiss everyone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. She of just course. has to get all over that priest and yeah. kiss him. When she sees a priest, she's got to grab, grab him by grab the him yeah. Grab him anywhere. Grab
2: him by the dick. Yeah. yeah. When you're possessed, well. you can do it. Yeah. Well, of
7: course. I'm just so glad they brought the men in to straighten things out. <laughs>
2: This is uh th- th- I don't know, is this locker room talk or like rectory talk?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Rectory locker room L- talk. Rectory locker room talk. <laughs> Wait, are we <laughs> mansplaining now? Oh, someone dropped the crucifix. <laughs> Hello, that sounds like more fun church for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they cut from this to some form of bloodletting that is being done on Justine. Uh, like, there's some kind of, like, it looked like these flakes of, like, some kind of metallic uh, stone of some sort that was just shoved into her arm.
8: Leeches, dude. I they were dude. leeches.
0: They, okay, I, it, like, again, I couldn't really quite tell what it was, but they were leeches from what you guys could see. Oh, yeah, yeah. those were leeches. Yeah. Okay, so... They're trying to some, suck the evil blood out of them. Right, so someone is clearly getting sort of an anemic thing, and the only way to resolve that in this day and age that this film takes place in is to remove more blood from them. Yes. <laughs> Alright. Makes Duh. sense. I'm, I'm glad that uh, uh, at least medical science has advanced mm. while religion has remained the same stagnant it, piece of shit that it always is. If this doesn't work, <laughs> move a finger. Yeah, you cut off a finger and that'll, that'll, like, or you just cut out a nipple and then it relieves the pressure. That's how that works, right? I'd suggest more leeches. <laughs> then we grind up the leeches and feed them to you. Uh, okay. So you get your blood back. All right. So they're doing this blood lending on Justine with the leeches and then they cut from this to nun and priest doing some beating and flagellation with Cat and iron Tails. Not going. A lie, kind of still enjoyed this too. They are trying to remove <laughs> their sinful thoughts, and uh, at least that's what I'm thinking. Like they're trying to overcome the like the blasphemies and the outrages against God that they had been witness to.
2: No, they just you know had a you know a whip and decided we should fucking try to use it. So this is what Catholics do for fun on a Friday? God, that's I don't, know these, I don't think these people are Catholics. <laughs> no, what Catholics do for fun on Fridays is get fish drunk, a, get, fish bingo, and
6: a
8: fish fry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> bingo fish fry and getting drunk in communal wine and pretending like you don't hate yourself for being a part of that faith the
8: hot ice yeah. of columbus
0: yeah kind of <laughs> Okay, so the flagellation continues. Um, I, my thought was they were trying to get rid of the sinful thoughts, but you're thinking that it's more of like a puritanical kind of, you know, just a, a weekly thing that they do <laughs> where they're denying their sin or denying their flesh of the sin and by tormenting it, something along those lines maybe?
8: It's supplemental confession because you have to confess the sin with your mouth and then you have to tame the flesh so that no longer desires to sin. So that's where the flagellation comes in. It's kind of like uh, what's the best way to try to describe this. It's kind of like if you watch the Daily Show, but then on weekends you still watch this week with John Oliver, even though they're covering the same
0: shit. <laughs> oh, okay, so you're covering multiple bases just to make right. sure. Gotcha, right. gotcha. So,
7: damn communal wine and flagellation. Why am I not Catholic? <laughs>
0: Uh, I think it's that whole Messiah thing.
6: (laughs) You know, call me crazy. It might be
2: that whole you don't believe in Jesus Christ thing.
6: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we like parties.
2: Listen, what you have to understand is to be a part of Catholicism, you got to believe in the big guy that's nailed to the cross that's all over the fucking place in that church. I thought you
0: just had to fuck little kids in a priest outfit. No. Oh. God damn. Holy shit. No. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm glad that that was case. more about Mary than it was
8: Jesus. Anyway,
2: uh, there's a lot of Mary. So you gotta, you gotta be pro Mary too. Big time. Yeah. But no,
8: oh, I'm really, shit. I'm Listen. really more in favor of a matriarchal religion than I am a patriarchal religion,
2: but, but it really, when it comes down to it, especially in Catholicism, it's all really about Jesus because that the cross is everywhere and then gigantic statues of him nailed to the cross is everywhere.
8: See, and that's the thing about Catholicism off. is that you see him on the cross and he's still fucking there. You go to other Christian religions and it's just an empty cross because of yeah. the resurrection. Oh, the they Catholics are- are- Tell that part of the story.
2: Catholics love the crucifixion. I mean, they fucking the guilt. Love on it. Yeah, the, the guilt. guilt. The guilt the that we as his people let him die and suffer for our sins, all that. Catholic guilt is fucking real. And yeah, but yes, because you're right. A uh, Lutheran religion, you see a lot of empty crosses, even Baptists, a lot of empty crosses, depending on the Baptist sect. There are a few Baptist sects that are also heavily into also the crucifixion but most other uh uh, christian religions focus more on the resurrection and life eternal so
8: what you're saying is that catholicism at its heart is a blood cult and in that situation why would they care what alucarda and justine did because obviously they've got a blood fetish of their own
2: well i don't know if it's catholicism that's happening in this movie but i wouldn't say (laughs) catholicism in life is a blood cult catholicism in life is a guilt cult
0: (laughs) In which you feel bad. I'm, I'm loving this uh, yeah. philosophical back and forth, uh-huh. but I really want to focus in on the whole flagellation and communal wine. That seems so much more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and Cootie, I Welcome would just,
7: to Kiss the Goat Court.
0: Yeah, I, thank you very much. I'm so happy we did the crossover. I, I would like to point out that, uh, Cootie, you can have the flagellation and the communal wine without the Catholicism bullshit behind it. You just have to have a safe word and you're good to go. <gasps>
6: You Thank guys you for knew reminding that, me. Though. You yeah. guys already yeah. knew that.
0: So that's technically mansplaining, right?
2: Yes. You just mansplained her. I am so sorry about that. <laughs> but now she's woke.
7: That's <laughs> oh, all right. I'll just, I'll grab my tits a couple of times and and revive my femininity. It's okay.
2: Well, uh, I finished. Anyway, I, uh, I've just been put in my place properly. Yeah, no shit. You are <laughs> stunned silenced. I'm blushing. Oh,
6: yeah. It
0: got hot in here. Whew. I'm sweating. Nice. Yeah. Mm. All right, so let's get back to the film before this gets even more uncomfortable Ugh. for me. Why is it uncomfortable? Way. I'm very comfortable. <laughs> we went from an area of flagellation to uh, boob grabbing, and I just pictured it, and now I feel guilty. But she could do that because you know she's a star. She could do that. <laughs> she she can just grab her titties whenever she wants, and also they belong to her, so yeah, yeah, she automatically has her own consent to grab. But her that own was boobs. part of the
2: joke, but now you know, I'm explaining to yeah, you.
6: Yeah.
2: <laughs> now I'm woke.
0: <laughs>
2: you are done. It's good not. to be a woman. It's good. You know what? I'm not gonna argue with you although you guys get the shit out of the stick on some things but you know hopefully we can get that taken care of but other things
0: i think that's mostly men's fault because they're jealous of how awesome it is to be a woman and isn't actually that ties into this film it totally
2: does something like that happened last night on reddit and on one of the front pages they showed an x-ray of what happens to a woman's foot in a stiletto heel and i actually looked at my wife and i go you know i'm sorry i'm sure some fucking ass you know dumbass man created that. <laughs> Look what it does to your fucking feet. And you feel the need to wear those, you know, when you go out at night.
0: So I'm sorry that we did that. And she yeah. laughed. And- it's not a torture device for the heel. It's actually to raise the leg in such a way to present the buttocks to pop it out. Yeah. And it's like an evolutionary well, yeah, it's, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So during the flagellation and communal wine, the priest concludes that the devil has possessed both Alucarda and Justina. And then he starts giving these historical accounts of demonic influence and possession almost as if he's like, you know, all of this group beating is really great for my sadomasochism. That's a clip. (laughs) But... I really think that it would be so much better if we could actually torture someone who can't fight back and is actually kind of innocent. So let's go after these girls. Reminds me
2: of drunk college bros all over again. Oh, here's the drunk one telling his stories about (laughs) all this shit
7: that never happened. So yeah, so bring in Justine. Exactly.
0: Uh, Okay, so he starts giving these historic accounts and then he starts passing the book around and you sort of see like uh, almost like a group thing start to develop here where at first all of these different uh, people of faith, they don't know what to do at first, but then he's sort of persuading them by reading more and more of these accounts and how this demonic influence has destroyed multiple monasteries and nunneries. And then eventually they all get worked up into a frenzy and they're like, not in the house of Our Lady of the Perpetual Period, that's not happening. They each read that account and then decide that it is definitely Justine and Alucarda that are possessed and it is up to them to exercise this demonic influence. They don't need to report to whatever hierarchy that they're particular church belongs to and that leads us to our next clip
1: how long has justine been acting like this
5: about a week then she became ill yes she fainted during the hymns and she said something about the light affecting her
1: that's it a heliophobic demon that's a sixth category devil who hates light he acts at night when the shadows protect him we have to destroy him in order to free the girls we must prepare an exorcism oh my
0: god I love the shock and awe on their face. Like, uh, that wasn't what this was all leading up to. Oh my God.
2: She's passing out. I mean, she has been bleeding a lot after we cut her up, but you
0: know, (laughs) demon, right? Right guys. Right. Totally. Well, that's the uh, medieval type <laughs> mi- mindset there, isn't it, you know? Good God almighty. Okay, so they cut from this to the nun Angelica trying to drag Justine someplace safe, but this sort of act of kindness that she's doing is being basically resisted by Justine, who does not trust the nun nor should she. And Justine is fighting and kicking and screaming. And then all of a sudden, this act of kindness is then interrupted by said nun being locked up in the same room that Justine was in, and Justine is dragged away by by the other nuns. We then see Alucarda being led into witness Justine's exorcism who is tied to an X-style cross and she's strapped down in a very overtly sort of crucifix uh, symbolism but at the same time it has this uh, otherworldly not very Christian way because it's just a giant X instead or a cross turned on its side. And it's Al- called the St. Joseph's cross, isn't it? Thank you for that. I was not aware.
8: you for about 3000 bucks from the the stockyard Mm -hmm. I've seen many a fetish show featuring one of those suckers
0: I actually think it would have been kind of cool to see them crucified upside down you know like it would have really driven that home but the this church wouldn't have done that you know
2: can we go back to the fetish shows
0: stockyard (laughs) yeah that sounded a lot more
2: interesting than what we're talking about right now
8: there was something I wanted to mention about the last clip I think it's hilarious that they classified it as a heliotropic stage six demon (laughs) when did they get fucking Tobin's spirit guide Right. It's a class five free floating repeater. We got a stage five clinger. I repeat, we got a stage five <laughs> clinger. Also, who's the guy who just walks around carrying the book? How do you get that job in the convent? Uh you're right here, paragraph four, page seven hundred and twelve. Go ahead. In he's the, the administrative apartments. assistant. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> and then after this you have a lunch, a twelve o'clock lunch with Bob from
0: accounting. Exactly. He's going <laughs> he's going to talk to you about how tithe needs to be raised from seven to ten percent. He's stating
2: there, the amount of times you sharpen your knife is really
0: we need to cut that down for cost measures, please. But there will be Philadelphia cream cheese involved in the meeting, so we should be <laughs> happy about it. Look forward to the cheese balls that I have personally made for you. <laughs> okay. Cheese balls. I don't know where that came from. Jeez <laughs> balls. Okay, so once Alucarda is strapped to her St. Joseph's cross, the exorcism then begins. He begins with trying to find the devil's mark on Justine, which means that they strip Justine down to nothing and she's completely naked. And a very rapey monk steps over to strip her body of the nightgown. Al- it's a beer commercial, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> great taste less filling yes you are definitely less filling for most women (laughs) oh so alicardo screams at the priest whenever this is declared that it needs to be done that he will die soon she's very angry about this and that the main priest then says this confirms that this is the work of the devil because apparently she stands against the priest so therefore devil they pray as justine is crucified and exercised nude. She is tested for the devil's mark by being jabbed at various points on her body that are causing pain and she bleeds. My thought is, are they actually looking for like moles or like what should be like callous looking patches of skin that would indicate a devil's mark or are they just randomly poking and hoping for fun? I think that's it. (laughs) These guys, (laughs) it's like, I, I don't, I don't know if they're actually trying to do this or if this is just some kind of weird kink that this church is getting off on. It's the weirdest game of tic-tac-toe i've ever seen he almost had an no. x marks the spot but yeah
7: that was part of uh, the fucking witch hammer that's how they tested for to decide whether or not you were a witch is if you, they poked you and you didn't bleed they knew that you were yeah but isn't that right x wasn't that yeah uh, yeah
8: it was one of those classic no win situations in the, yeah. like and she turned
2: hammer. me into a newt
8: right <laughs> yeah. you got my of- first My first thought was that they were trying to imitate the wounds of Christ, but then I realized pretty quickly that's not the case here at all.
0: But aren't aren't they supposed to—I've done some cursory— Studying just from my interest in this type of film from being a horror fanatic, mm-hmm. but are, aren't they actually, well, yes, and I wanted to what? hunt witches. Yeah, that's, that's me.
2: Oh, I thought you just looking for masturbation material.
0: Well, that too. Okay. Um, but aren't they actually supposed to be looking for spots on the body that look suspect that could actually be a marker? or is the devil's mark supposed to be invisible?
7: I thought that they were supposed to be looking for marks that are kind of suspect.
0: Yeah, and,
8: yeah but I di- I didn't see any though
0: so they're just randomly poking and hoping for the best then yeah
8: yeah mm-hmm. if that's what I think I think it's 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 an amateur exorcism to be sure
0: well if this is an amateur one I certainly would hate to see what a professional one is like because they're way too well equipped to be pro- amateurs oh they're uh, it, it's it, like the equipment we have for this shitty podcast that Matt and I do
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, Here's if if it was a professional one to be much more efficient.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they would have found the devil's mark in record time. Yeah. You start at the heels, Mm. folk. That's where you can poke without blood because it's calloused.
2: Listen, the devil's marks almost always, always going to be in between the pinky toe and the other toe next to it. You just say
0: that because that's where mine is. Well, No,
2: it's where most different ones is. And now you just (laughs) let them know where it (laughs) is.
0: Don't have to worry about witchcraft trials unless Pence becomes fucking president. So there we go. But we just might. <laughs> Okay. Uh, you don't get that orange and be healthy. <laughs> okay, so they're testing for the devil's mark and at various stops, they can't find anything because everything's bleeding and causing pain. This is definitely difficult to watch and it's extremely infuriating. These kind of exorcism scenes in these type of films that take place, whether it's the devils uh, with that type of, you know, confess or, or torment or Alocarta or uh, Paul Nash's Inquisition, all of these kind of things are infuriating to me particularly because every single one of these people is innocent of any kind of witchcraft to me because you know there's no such thing as witchcraft right so it's like it's just fucking torture for the sake of torture is all they're doing um the doctor then shows up and the lesbian nun angelica break in with the doctor during this exorcism and demand that the exorcism be stopped that actually leads us into our next clip
6: How dare you interrupt our holy
3: ritual? Holy ritual? This this is the most shameful thing I've ever been a witness to. This isn't the 15th century. I thought that reason had replaced superstition.
6: This is not an
3: act of faith. This is the most primitive expression of ignorance I have ever seen. You. You. You have just killed Justine. Damn you. Damn you!
1: Release her.
0: All right, so they discover that Justine is dead, and with Justine dead, the doctor liberates Alucarda, and the lesbian nun kneels at the crotch level of Justine, weeping. And what great framing of a shot for that! We have great composition. We've got Our Lady of the Perpetual Blood, and this crotch shot of Justine. Yeah, and like he has the composition where the dead center in the frame is the split between the two. Uh huh. And like the way. That that she kneels in front during that shot, it has this very um, about-to-kneel-for-giving-head connotation Ooh. to it, too. Yeah, And it was just, like, it was disturbing and erotic all at once, and that's exactly where I like to live. <laughs> all right, so they remove Justine's body from the cross and then hand it down to the lesbian nun in a fashion that is hauntingly similar to the painting of the Madonna, like, even the way that she is cradling Justine's body. The crucifixion and sort of anti christ Uh, symbolism in this kind of completes here with Justine's death. Did anybody else kind of see that? That it looked very similar to that famous painting of the Madonna? Yeah. With the oversized oversized Mary and the Mm -hmm. undersized Jesus? Yeah. (laughs)
2: oversized Mary, undersized Jesus.
0: Well, that's how they had to make it like, you know, she's cradling the baby again or or whatever. That's what they did. Okay, so the lesbian nun in her rage scolds the mother superior and the priest, and then they cut from this to the doctor brings Alucarda back to his home, which is also his surgery and practice, and probably where he grows his leeches, and then places her on a bed. She is passed out from being punched in the face, still unconscious. He checks her for any lasting damage, which he seems to think she is okay, and then they cut to so Justine's body is being watched and prayed over by two nuns. One collapses and is carried off while a replacement kneels and resumes the prayers, then the camera moves into Justine's hand, and we see that the hand twitches and moves, and they cut back to Alucarda wakes up screaming and lamenting until the doctor attempts to soothe her. And then his blind daughter, who we were briefly introduced to at the very beginning of the movie, and now comes back Daniela, wanders in in the most uh let's just say cliche blind girl way. <laughs> Hello needs to touch fire before she can recognize that yeah. heat is near her basically. <laughs> <laughs> Made really me a bad. lot of castle freak.
8: <laughs> yeah, the or part- young Frankenstein. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Bick. <laughs> okay, so she wanders in and then she sits down right next to to Alicarda and Daniela offers to stay with Alicarda. The father seems to think there's nothing wrong with that considering what has just happened. Yeah, a, it, it be a new babysitter for her. It's fine. Yeah, totally fine. Don't worry about the possessed girl who's a Dracula. She tries to convince Alicarda that she will be okay. And then the two snuggle. Alicarda moves on very quickly to a new love.
2: Holy cow. I mean, that blind girl really
0: is just like, okay, I've known you all of Two seconds, and I don't can't see anything. I'll snuggle with you. I'm thinking that the blind girl actually recognized the outsider feeling that Alucarda has, the scared, frail, and weak feeling that she has because she's still adjusting to being blind, and the nuns were helping teach her. That's true. At least that's what they allude to at the beginning of the. Yeah, film. Yeah, that's right. And also, as soon as Alucarda awakes, she is terrified by the doctor, mm-hmm. and there is it's it's overt what they're trying to get at there, where the man, you know horrifies her and terrifies her. She can't stand to be touched by a man. Mm -hmm. And it's not until the girl handles her that she calms down. Mm -hmm. And then that's when the two sort of like snuggle up like they're in a uh, fucking slumber party about to watch a scary movie. Like all they needed was to hug a pillow together and get a popcorn. Yeah. And like that's pretty much what that setting was. All right, so they cut from this to the doctor reading a book on Satan. He refers to it as pure rubbish and casts it aside. And then they cut from that to a monk tries to summon the doctor. He's outside of the building he's screaming for help and telling the doctor he has to come he has to come and then the doctor is then led to the convent when he's told something awful has occurred the place is in serious disarray the chapel is completely trashed justine's body has disappeared and is gone and when the doctor wants to get the police they ask for a cover-up which he then becomes very complicit in very quickly as that, that was a weird hit a crit for him He did a complete 180 like super fast where he's like, oh, I don't want to go against the lady of our perpetual periods here. We're just uh, sure. I'll just put on the death certificate, whatever you want. Let's just get the police. Yeah, I think he he did. And it
7: was such a weird character shift. It really annoyed me.
0: I think if they would have done this after the reveal that makes him do a character shift later that makes more sense, this sort of like offering to cover up would make more sense later in the film. Maybe it was just rearranged or something like that, but it is it is odd.
8: I've got a theory about this, but I'll, I'll hit it once we uh, get more close to the end of, of, of the film.
0: Before he can actually leave, because he does seem a little bit outraged and he's just like, I don't want any of this, he is then notified that something horrible has happened to the Mother Superior, and as we come upon her rotten carcass, we find out that she was burned to death not gonna lie kind of felt like she deserved it (laughs) she's a crispy critter Yeah, definitely. All right, so they cut from this to Alucardo leaving the doctor's house with Danella in hand. She's helping her down the stairs at the doctor's place. They cut back to the main priest wants to look at the Mother Superior's corpse, which immediately reanimates and howls and hisses like the demons from earlier. Then the main priest chops off the Mother Superior's resurrected head, but takes several whacks to do so, as if they have never sharpened that sword. Very gruesome, very bloody. That's what happens when you skip arm day. <laughs> you need to work well, with upper body or you can't sever
8: a reanimated nun's head. That's right. Uh, Mother Superior jumped the gun, so they had to do something.
0: <laughs> okay, so a blood geyser actually <laughs> ensues from this, which was actually quite awesome. I did love the blood geyser. Yeah. And then that leads us to our next clip.
1: Father, what is the meaning of this? This nun was dead, yet she she moved. The devil moved her limbs. She was dead. But the forces of evil had not abandoned her. Now, how can you explain this from your scientific point of view? It happened. It's happening in front of your very eyes. Do you still doubt? I don't know. You're the only one here who has the answer. These are the doings of the transgressor, the seducer, the enemy of virtue, the perpetual persecutor of innocence, the arch enemy of almighty God. You mean the devil? Yes, the devil. I still
3: can't believe it. And yet, this destruction in the chapel was done by someone who hates any religious manifestation. To that being, this chapel was a terrible antagonist. For I studied at the university in Paris. It was proven to me time after time the devil possession was sheer nonsense. Or the sad result of the workings of an insane mind. They taught me that religion was a farce and a form of slavery. That the time had come to break the chains of superstition, the joke of lies and falsehood. I'm a man of reason. And now I'm faced with something supernatural which frightens me this woman was dead yet there was a breath of evil inside of her ready to come alive and attack innocent beings this could only be as you say the work of what you call
1: the devil yes it was the devil who entered our sister's body and turned her from the altar of the almighty into the foul receptacle of sin
5: someone must have contaminated her justine justine
1: and we must find her before there are more victims, more corpses, more possessed. Yes, we must find Justine, or what is left of her.
5: Then Father Lazaro was right after all. And that's why we exercised Justine and Alucarda. They were possessed by the devil.
1: Is that why Alucarda was at that ceremony? Yes. Her behavior was evil, diabolical. Oh, my God, no.
3: Daniela. Doctor!
6: Daniela's alone with her.
0: Okay, so this leads the doctor to run off and try to save his daughter because now he knows that Alucarda is definitely of the devil, and it proves that since there is demonic activity with a nun who was burnt alive... Clearly, something is going on with the two girls, even though his skepticism did not allow for that. Again, these kind of movies always get my goat, if you will, when they do that. <laughs> the skeptic has proved wrong, but oh, Jesus! horror is better when it's supernatural. When, yeah. it ter- when it turns out it was Old Man Withers all along, you have a Scooby-Doo episode. Exactly, right? <laughs> it's just how it goes. Uh-oh. All right. Thank so- you. <laughs> when he actually returns home, they are gone. So Alicarda has already run off and they try to figure out where she may have have taken Danielle. They cut from this to the doctor getting all Van Helsinged up because when you're taking on <laughs> a Dracula, you need to give a Van Helsinged up. You need to be Van Helsinged up. And he decides to go on an Alucarda hunt. Angelica, the lesbian nun, thinks she knows where they are but doesn't want Alucarda to be hurt. Looks like she herself has already moved on and found another love interest. Mm. Or perhaps because Justine would not want Alucarda hurt. She's trying to. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Okay, so they arrive...
6: Justine! <laughs>
0: yeah, that said not enough in this film. I know. They arrive at the surreal, dilapidated building from earlier that Alucarda was born in, and they go looking for the girls. They enter that ritualistic-looking chamber-slash-burial ground that Alucarda was born in, and leave Angelica, the lesbian nun, alone while they go searching through another opening at the back behind the sort of pan-looking statue that's dilapidated and falling apart.
2: Yep, they're going to go try to get it from the
0: back, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly... Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're trying to find the back way in or no, out. No,
2: no, no. Yep, Update slowly. <laughs> no. And put put that little, you know, twinge in your voice you got going <laughs> there tonight.
0: I'm not going to help you finish any faster. Okay, so the nun is all alone <laughs> within the tombs and the coffins, and then we hear that wheezy noise begin. The lesbian opens the coffin to find Justine Elizabeth Bathory bathing in a coffin filled with blood. <laughs> Fuck, that's hot. I love that scene. (laughs) Totally naked girl resting in a coffin filled with blood. Alucarda, could I love you anymore movie. All right, hand check, everybody. Nope, almost done. All right. Okay, so she rises from the coffin and claws at the nun, all the while dripping with fresh blood. God, that's Mm. hot. The nun laments to her god, and this stops Justine for a brief moment, who sort of kneels before the nun, and then before anything kind of sexy can happen, the Van Helsing enters with his monk character, and starts dumping holy water en masse on poor Justine, which burns Justine, who then immediately bites the lesbian nun's neck to sort of feed off of her, I guess, to heal from the burns. But then they dump even more holy water on it. They must have a wholesaler or supplier of that sort. And the burns are then too much, and she succumbs to the burns, stumbles around, and then falls to the ground before she collapses and dissolves, both literally and filmically speaking, into a skeleton. The lesbianun utters Alucarda and then the convent to the doctor, which signifies exactly where Alucarda has been heading, and then the doctor goes to the convent to look for her. The good doctor pauses for just a brief moment to do his best Peter Cushion Van Helsing pose as he looks over the freshly killed Justine's body to sort of admire his ability to dispatch her with holy water. Anybody else notice that? He even kind of flares out the cape right after he leaves with Yeah.
8: Yeah, (laughs) very much so.
0: I was like, God damn, he's working that cape. When you get a cape in a movie, you better know how to make that thing flare out when you (sighs) turn. Yeah, and he did Truth. it excellently. Okay, so he heads on off to the convent to find Alucarda and to rescue his daughter, and then we cut to panic at the convent as Alucarda chants more black metal band names and nuns start exploding into flames. At this point, I don't think I could love the film anymore. Spontaneous nun combustion yeah. is one of the things I've been praying for in a movie my whole life. That's weird. <laughs> it's, that's a weird... All right,
2: I'll let it go. It's a weird thing to have on a checklist. What were you praying to?
0: Nothing. I've just been hoping for Black metal bands. Black metal bands, yes. There you go. I was chanting out the names of black metal bands. Deathgasm.
6: Deathgasm.
8: Glenn Burton, please hear my prayer.
0: (laughs) I pray to thee, all hail, Cary King. Bring me exploding combustible nuns. (laughs) Well, those prayers were heard and answered with Alucarda because not one, not two, and he not did three, deliver, but goddamn, almost every fucking nun in this film spontaneously combusts. It's and then amazing. the nuns
2: did combust and it was good.
0: <laughs> and Leo Court did look upon the combustible nuns and he did say to himself, fuck that's hot. <laughs> And the Lord wept. <laughs> okay, just when I thought that I couldn't enjoy this movie anymore, I wrote this several times in my notes. This sequence keeps me coming back to this film. This ending little sequence here where the nuns start combusting and then she just starts screaming out the names, people catch on fire, or, or what have you. And then it actually goes over to, like, she's killing monks with this, like, sort of flaming prayer thing that she does. And then she starts getting some of the students and they're combusting as well. And then all of the remaining nuns... And the doctor sort of arrive, like the ones that went out to go hunting for Alucarda. And then they find this sort of like burnt out husk corpse collection strewn about this convent and then the whole of the convent begins to basically collapse so now she's chanting and the building itself is crumbling and more of the black metal band names are chanted out in the panic Daniela actually just starts wandering off or trying to run away but then she trips and falls and then slowly and painfully tumbles down the stairs it looks like she was rolling very slowly to not hurt herself and then the director decided to slow the film down even more because it takes Ever for her to roll down the stairs. Like a yeah. slinky. Yeah, it's like a broken slinky. Yes. Trying to climb upstairs is yeah. how slow that is.
8: It was a very controlled fall. But then again, when all you have to roll into is a hunk of hunk of burning nun, I guess I'm trying to control
0: myself too. <laughs> ah, yes. Nice. How long were you waiting to deliver yeah. that
8: one? Good five minutes. <laughs> Love it, dude. 48 it. hours. <laughs> <laughs> 48 hours.
7: He's uh, you know that motherfucker.
0: <laughs> he looked right at Cooney and he goes, Hunka, Hunka, Burning Nun. Book it. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. I loved it. Delivered excellently. Okay, so after this long, painstaking tumble down the stairs to avoid the Hunka, Hunka, Burning Nun, as X had said, Alucarda then screams out Daniela's name. The doctor then picks up Daniela and decides, you know what? Fuck this Van Helsing shit. I'm going to flee with my daughter and save her ass. As more mayhem, and panic ensues. Alucarda then starts burning students and monks and then blocks holy water with flames. Like she has this anti holy water flame wall that she can create. Awesome. Yeah when you're, uh, blame you're, on. Yeah. When you're an evil being, that's kind of a good thing to have. Then the crucifix starts burning. Um, uh, that giant Jesus crucifix that was hanging uh, in the chapel there that catches on fire. No symbolism about that at all. No, absolutely no, no. none there. None you, there. You can't read anything. in Nothing that. to see here. People just go home. Yeah. You know, there's, there's nothing about how, when people actually practice a faith of freedom, they can make the church crumble and fall from within when they infiltrate it. Nothing, nothing there. You want to get sued? (laughs) No, not at all. Okay, so... You know the Vatican's listening to this. (laughs) Yeah, like they don't have better things to do with their time. I don't think they do. They probably don't. Except for maybe little boys. Oh. (laughs) It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so as the crucifix is burning, the doctor ends up getting trapped with his daughter and can't escape. The nuns then hoist up the corpse of the dead lesbian nun, Angelica, like a sort of crucified Jesus character, as if this... New sacrifice that she has made represents the new good counterpart to Alucarda and Justine's evil, so that uh, now even the Christian faith is almost based on like solely the power of women. Almost like it's it's shedding the patriarchy for Christianity and and focusing in on the power of woman. I, I guess I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into that. The power of Christina compels you. The, the power of Christina compels you. <laughs> her, her name was Angelica. The oh. power of Angelica. Uh, there you go. I was just going you know
2: female name. Christ. Fair enough.
0: Okay, so they're praying to her, but also to God and Jesus at the same time, but using her almost like her martyrdom is the power that will send Alucarda over the edge, and then this sends Alucarda into a demonic fit, and then the lesbian nun and the Jesus statue burn in synchronicity, driving home that point that maybe one is now replacing the other, or something like that. It's very Old Testament
8: because you do get at least two burning bushes. <laughs> Oh, nice.
0: And then during Alucarda's freak out, she starts to basically collapse. She then also literally and filmically dissolves into dust as if she has never existed. The film then focuses on the burning Jesus on the cross and we roll credits. (laughs) I'll kiss the goat
8: Usually around this time This is when we play America's favorite game Of questioning and answering Three questions Three questions
1: Stop Who would cross the bridge of
3: death Must answer me
8: Wherever we answer questions and you question our answers or something like that. <laughs> it's sorta of how it goes. Anyway, this is this is question number one. First of all, Cootie, was this a devil movie?
7: I am going to say yes, this was a devil movie. Uh, By our strict definition, the horned one has to show up, and by the gods, he sure as shit did. We had nuns cavorting, we had nuns bursting into spontaneous flames, and we had a horny one show up in the middle of a ritual. So yes, I am going to declare it a devil movie.
0: And I wasn't just the only horny one that showed up during the film. (laughs)
7: You, I don't think you were alone. No, yeah. in
0: any sense of the word. I'm so glad because so very few of these actual quote unquote Satan films end up making the cut to where you would consider it a devil movie. So it's awesome that Alucarda makes the cut. I just wanted to say I that.
6: No.
8: Yeah, That's it, totally,
0: it totally does.
7: Yeah, yeah. Question number two, X, is should our listeners watch Alucarda or shouldn't they?
8: I think it's a much deeper film than a lot of people give it credit for. Um, and that fascinates me. What I was going to say earlier while we were talking about it was the person who plays the doctor – also plays fog hat bass player Cumple Stiltskin, <laughs> <laughs> so it's the same fucking guy. So wow. it's interesting to see him play kind of both sides of the coin, while at the same time, I think that his transformation from "I'm a man of science" to "I'm a man of faith" is total bullshit because it takes like ninety seconds. And it's just like,
6: wait, what? <laughs> To be uh-huh. fair,
0: though, he did watch a dead nun that he declared dead resurrect and then have her head chopped off before she died. So at that oh. point, I can see the turn, but he turned a little too fast into helping the church where well, we talked earlier, whenever the document needed to be done for the death certificate. Yeah. Well, he
7: couldn't possibly have made a mistake. I mean, you
0: know, <laughs> right. right. I mean, he's still bloodletting <laughs> and leeching. So, yeah, you got me there. Yeah. Maybe she's <laughs> maybe 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 she passed out from the severe, you know, burning. And then all of a sudden she's just <laughs> screaming in pain because she's, you know, burn alive. <laughs>
6: mm-hmm.
8: I'm just saying maybe there's a scientific explanation
0: oh it always bugs it always bugs me whenever the man of science is then crossed over into a man of faith you know it, it happens in one of my favorite Hammer films too uh, is it not Scars of Dracula is it no it's um, can't remember what it, which one it is but one of them there's an actual full-fledged atheist where even his uh, particular significant other you know is like why don't you believe in God and has a problem with it but then whenever he's confronted with Dracula the first thing he does is go religion not science right it. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, there's,
8: there's that level of it that I think people could enjoy, but there's also the level of full frontal female nudity, um, blasphemy, the burning of Christ on the cross. Um. Yeah, the whole Elizabeth Bathory coffin scene. Oh, so mm-hmm. hot. <laughs> yeah, extremely hot. Extremely hot. Um. It is yeah, a
7: good, like, good time.
8: It is. It is just. It is a pubic jungle in there, and I think that alone makes it worth watching. <laughs> and I, it, I, is I, it, <laughs> it, it is
7: humid,
2: moist, <laughs> moist,
8: It is moist. It's like the
0: rainforest. <laughs> I don't think a single pubic region in this film has ever seen a fresh pair of shears nor been shorn or shaved.
8: No. They would lose their strength if that happened.
0: <laughs> wow, it's like the Samson of Punani. I like it.
7: <laughs> you know, I agree with you. I, I think you should definitely watch this film, but I'm going to give you a little warning ahead of time. And and ladies probably will only understand this. And, and I don't know, maybe there's a male equivalent, but there are parts of this movie that move really fucking quick. It's like that person you jump into bed with who immediately dives for the clitoris, and you're just like, wow! <laughs> can we like you want to touch my boobs you want to like kiss me first or something um (laughs) And then once you get into the meat of it, it starts to drag in sections where you're just like, oh, honey, you just want to tap out, you know? So (laughs) the pacing is really fucking weird. So prepare yourself for that. But trust me, there are scenes where there is a payoff and you're going to be singing hallelujah and you're going to be glad you invested the time.
0: I don't get it. What are you trying to tell us? Note to self, (laughs) change your lovemaking style. (laughs) be grateful your wife is still with you how do you you. spell
2: clitoris it's
0: a little man in the boat
2: yeah but how do you spell it c-l-i-t-i-r-o-s now i'm ready to find it (laughs) o-r-s
0: now you're ready to find it. yeah you've got the the, o and the i reversed there court i haven't even been drinking (laughs) i spell bad i spell uh, how many more time do you give a cutie one through six
7: I give this a solid four. It was fun, and there was plenty of bush, and there was bloodletting, and not
2: suffered deforestation. (laughs) deforestation
7: exactly he can't pronounce shit i can't can't spell shit shit.
2: this is a great podcast
8: yeah i'm gonna go four and a half it's it is it is a hirsute good time
6: yeah
0: i
2: would give it five i'll
0: give it a four four out of six four out of six so matt what about this is definitely something that every horror fan should see
2: oh well good lord what isn't first of all okay nudity so you got that right that's in full frontal nudity right then you have blood on that nudity which you you know there you go yeah. that's that's gonna be great Um you had the whole uh, religious messages uh, you know in there in the kind of supernatural stuff which hence kind of goes towards a horror movie as we already kind of discussed
0: well I think X and Cootie kind of nailed it on yeah. what was what was worth watching as well yeah Um so you would say that this is definitely something that everybody is definitely
2: something that every horror movie fan should watch yeah I got that feeling like
0: particularly if you have a penchant for devil movies like yes. our
2: our, our, our lust exactly if you like uh this? you know the, the, the demonic yes, film demonic type film i was trying i was going to say religious type film i'm like no i mean well, it's still kind of a religious type film doesn't mean it's good for the religion but yeah. i mean it's it is but oh you, it is we you, could do
7: a whole nother podcast on the religious angles in this movie yeah. Yeah. exactly
2: there's a lot of symbolism if you like this. that and there yep. is a lot of symbolism and all that if you like being able to catch that yeah this is a
0: go-to movie for you then and also if you're looking for a blasphemous movie to watch on Easter Sunday to give a finger to the establishment of religion. This is a perfect choice as far as I'm concerned. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and there's an orgy. Yeah. Always good. What else can you ask for? I mean, yeah,
8: I'm not sure what the what the director um, Juan Moctezuma I don't know what else he has done but he's obviously got something against the Catholic Church so we could very much consider this Moctezuma's revenge. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It was a long way to get there, but man, was it worth the trip. (laughs)
8: Jesus. (laughs) I will take that road. Fuck it. I don't even
0: care. (laughs) X looks at the road that's easily traveled for quick comedy, and then he goes, no, I will take the path seldom followed. Nope. All right. I'm going to play a promo for another podcast. We'll have another blasphemous song, and when we come back, we will close out this fucking madcap crazy show.
3: Once there was a show called the Not-So-Evil Episode Sidecast. It was a long name, Batman, no one could ever remember. They released 25 episodes of
1: brilliant
3: film criticism. And like that,
4: he's gone. Now,
6: six months later...
4: We're back! I didn't know we were gone. We've got a brand new name, new movies to review, but the same old attitude. Foul
8: language and obscure references? Count me in! Each episode, we pick a topic, watch four movies related to that topic, then bicker amongst ourselves to decide which film is the best. We are the Theme Warriors! Join Iris, Jeffrey X. Martin, Doug Tilly, and myself for Theme, theme
0: warriors. warriors. Four people, four movies, one dynamite show. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, and the Horrorphilia Network of Podcasts, as well as the Legion Podcast Network.
8: That's the Theme Warriors! Don't want to sleep no more! Who are you?
6: Father Lucifer, you never look so sane. You always did prefer the drizzle to the rain you're still in love with that milkmaid. How the Lizzie's, how's your Jesus Christ been?
0: hand selected from cootie Tori Amos, uh, one
7: of my favorites
0: yeah it's a beautiful Damn. song yeah man i'm not normally a fan of a lot of Tori Amos's stuff but i think that might be just because i haven't been exposed to maybe some deeper cuts i've only ever heard the more popular things but this song was quite mm-hmm. moving when i when mm-hmm. i found it for the show i was like wow this is this is beautiful and i totally mm-hmm. get what it is that you like about it it's a great song all right, so this has been the official first uh, crossover Cinema the Messiah Kisses yeah. the Goat. All right. And I've had a total blast, guys. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this with us. Very for our few Blasphem hairballs. Specials. <laughs>
7: oh, it's been hella fun. Thanks for having yeah, it us,
0: Yeah, Thank you so much. Yeah, and I'm so glad that we were able to do this for a Blasphemous Easter Sunday special. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. <laughs> this was really a lot of fun. Even our prolapsed Catholic enjoyed it. Yes.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I sure did.
0: Now, folks. (coughs) And I am. Both of our shows, both Kiss the Goat and Cinema PsyOps, is available on Legion Podcast, which you should know if you're listening to either feed. We're still on Legion? Yeah. Suckers. Yeah. We actually got brought back in because Kiss the Goat. Yeah. 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 Big time. All right. Yeah. Being able to get a full-on crossover. Suckers. Absolutely. Look at that. Yeah. Legion Podcast is like the... Used spouse that just keeps putting up with our horseshit. Yeah. <laughs> one of <the laughs> it's going to learn. We keep
2: telling them we're going to change, but we're never
0: going to change. We're never going to change. <laughs> but don't tell Legion we said no, that. Don't tell Legion we said that. Yeah, both Kiss the Goat and Cinema PsyOps are available on Legion podcasts. If you're listening to this on one of the feeds and enjoyed the other show, I highly recommend either or, especially mine, because I love me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're just saying, you can love you the show, Cinema Rocks. You know, you can love all the shows, love Cinema Sci-Ups. I'm just saying, us. every show is great. Love us more. Yeah.
0: No, but in all seriousness, to pull back the veil, I've yeah. been a huge fan of Kiss the Goat. I've said that to X off the mic before when he guested on our show. I, this means the world to me that you guys did this crossover thing. Yeah, this you so is much. really awesome, guys.
2: I, I've always enjoyed uh, X and Kuti. Uh, it was nice to get to talk to you and fuck and around on this podcast thing with you guys uh, together. And, and,
0: and you definitely made me blush and had me shut up I, in
2: my tracks. So. It was amazing to see. <laughs> good. that face. <laughs> I thought his head was going to explode.
6: <laughs> All
2: right. We're very proper. I know how we sound, but we're two proper gentlemen. So to hear you use such language.
8: <laughs> I, I love just, being married to her by the way, and that's, that's a good part of it. <laughs> She had fucks. She had fucks at one point. I don't know where they went.
7: I you know what? Uh I turned forty in a couple of months. I think they went out the window a few years ago.
0: <laughs> and lo, you looked upon the field where Cootie keeps her fucks, and it has been barren for years. <laughs> barren? And
2: the exactly. Lord did say she will be given no fucks to give. <laughs> And Cootie thought it was good.
7: Well, acolytes, that's it for this episode of Cinema Psyops Kisses the Goat. My name is Cootie. And I'm X. Hail Satan. Satan.
0: Hail Satan, kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. Bye, guys.
7: Mama calls him Jeff. You start calling him Jeff, we're all gonna get confused. He heard. He heard you call him Jeff, and so oh. he was like, "Fuck this, click." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, are you having tef- tech difficulties? Tes- are you having testicle issues?
2: Testes. testies. testies. We, One, two. We are recording this, so I may three? this. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> Please do. A, Let's I'm not a, tell a, him anything. <laughs> Cootie's Skype picture makes me feel like she's judging us.
0: <laughs> I would judge
2: you. Well, I mean, because it's up on a higher monitor, so it's like she's looking down.
7: <laughs> that was the general idea.
2: I didn't do my math homework. Yes. <laughs> Multiple
8: Here times. we go.
2: Yes. All right. Everybody's online. Cool. We were saying nothing uh, but good uh, things about you. <laughs>
8: <laughs> Fucking liars. It's all
2: right. <laughs> we talk about our lives generally.
6: <laughs> and that, and that, <laughs>
2: And then after we're close to weeping, we go to the guests so we can hear about their fantastic fucking lives.
0: It only takes (laughs) us usually about two or three sentences before we want to weep about our lives. Particularly since uh, the the Cheeto has taken office. uh, That's pretty close to where I'm at, too. I thought we could call it Cinema PsyOps Kisses the Goat, but if you guys want to do something different, like Kiss the Cinema PsyOps Goat or whatever for a crossover, (laughs) uh, I don't know.
7: Why are we no, kidding? I like I like Cinema PsyOps Kisses the Goat, that's great
0: Court, Court right, the Orcs Goat <laughs> Court the Goat <laughs> I do have a goatee, and I'm quite you horny You
2: do <laughs> You know, out of all the spirit animals I'd say it would be a goat for you Or, <laughs> or a sloth Or, or a penguin or Sloth <laughs> is more like my lifestyle choice <laughs> <laughs> Or, or I'll I'll looks it. at YouTube videos of sloths And think, wow, that's ambitious
0: yeah i'm like wow these guys are really go-getters aren't they (laughs) those fast-moving sons of bitches of all the seven deadly sins sloth is probably my favorite (laughs) yeah right it's the easiest for me to achieve (laughs) there you go i've got the notes i did everything i know you guys have been kind of busy so I, i notated the entire film out um sweet clips and all and everything I didn't know if you guys want
8: I I, I told you he was organized, Cootie. (laughs) Yeah.
7: X is the one who organizes this shit for us. I just kind of like, okay, what do I talk about now? So... Ah, Cootie, that's what I do. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Except she's actually charming and awesome on their show.
2: No one told me I had to be charming or awesome. Fair enough.
0: (laughs) You just have to show up and be abused.
2: I just have to show up and say horrific things into a microphone, and then I go home.
0: (laughs) There is that. Well, okay. All right. So here we go, folks. I'm going to mute everything. So here is the first promo. I hate this! <laughs> Damn it. I had the wrong window selected. See? <laughs> That's going to happen. Yeah, fuck. In this room, you're the asshole for once.
2: Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm the asshole in a lot of rooms, so really this for once thing is kind of just not even true.
0: I just wanted to feel a little vindicated, but uh, thank you for uh, that.
2: Okay, so for
0: once, I'm the asshole. You, you, yeah, for once, you're the asshole. <laughs> Usually it's me. I look yeah. around the room and I'm like, hmm, is it me? <laughs> Which makes me think, yes, it yeah, is. Ah,
2: yeah, uh, uh, shit. <laughs> I'm the asshole. Is bush really- on Bush action. <laughs>
0: Muskrat Bush, no less. You know, I wonder if you Google
2: like, turn off safe search, all that shit, and Google Bush on Bush action, if you get, like, some art of the two Bushes going at it.
0: No, what you probably end up finding is the two Bush daughters drunk somewhere on spring break. Oh. Ew. Yeah, double ew. Mm. I hate that you made me think of that.
8: Mm-hmm. That or Gavin Rossdale and some dude. Uh, Bush, on <laughs>
6: Bush,
0: on Bush. It's Bush on Bush, so it has to be the entire band, does it? <laughs> I'm somewhat more offended that we brought up the band Bush than I am about anything else.
6: <laughs> All right, so they That's come... That's why
2: Gwen Stefani left.
0: Yes. Oh, oh God! <laughs> oh, my God. They keep their souls in the coffee
2: pot.
8: <laughs> and to me.
0: Oh, there he goes. <laughs> yep. We have reached the point of alcohol saturation yeah. to where X shall sing. Such a flesh and blood sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Ooh, poison reference. Nice. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Want, I don't mean to make you feel old, but when I was in sixth grade, that tape was awesome. <laughs> Hot fuck,
2: man! Just roast him. Why don't you?
0: <laughs> no, seriously. My sixth gr- When I was in sixth grade, I thought Flesh and Blood was like the most awesome tape ever. Really? It was right before I discovered the Ramones full time. <laughs> ah, I gotcha. That's you- fair. That's totally well fair. done. Yeah. Yeah, I knew the Ramones kind of briefly from um, National Lampoon's Vacation, the very first one, because I heard them being played whenever uh, one of the kids pops on the headphones and they're heading up the overpass, but I didn't find them until quite a few years later, uh, thanks to BMG, and that's going to be a great outtake.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, just pour some sugar on it. Let's go. Long band. Wrong band? Yeah, that was
0: poison. That's Def Leppard. Oh, that's oh, Def, it's Leppard? Def
6: Leppard. That's ah, Def Leppard. damn it. Oh my it. god. What has like
0: <laughs> seven arms and ruined music as we know it? <laughs> Def
6: Leppard. <laughs> I, I actually uh, don't I, mind I, them. I just love yeah, that taste of joke. Yeah, yeah. Too or, soon.
0: Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too
2: soon? Dude! He, he practically regrew a full new arm by now. It's not too soon. But <laughs> last night, uh, we're. uh, uh For certain, I was. uh, uh,
0: and it's like an Well, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah.
2: But then she goes, You know, you should be sorry when I'm like in pain from cramps and on my period. They go, Well, listen, that's not my fault. You have to talk to your creator on that one. <laughs> you, you have to talk, to, you have to take it
0: up with the creator on that one. I got nothing to say on that. But you could be a good husband and try and make that time a little more comfortable for her.
2: I do. I, I do everything for her during that time. Are you kidding me? I don't need to be smothered in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> reminds me that I like your wife more and more every day. I know, right?
0: Now I have to find where I was, so I'll leave this in because it's always funny to hear me wonder where the hell I am in my own notes. Okay. Just. You went away there for Good a second. Did I hope. Okay, you're back. Good. All right. Just wanted to make sure there wasn't a problem with the mic. Cool. Okay. I,
2: went, I went too high. Yeah. I found a new frequency. They are. <laughs> the. What?
0: what? I don't know, man. Your notes.
6: Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, Okay.
0: I can't even read my own notes.
6: <laughs>
8: it's very Old Testament because you do get at least two burning bushes.
0: <laughs> oh. Nice. Oh. Thanks for covering me there. Now I have a, a way to cut in on this. Okay,
8: thank you. Fuck, let's try that again. Three, two, one. I was on mute. I fucked up, okay? God. <laughs>